But I watched an entire stop-motion Lego. Ooh, yeah. Half Alive series. Ooh, I don't know that one, but... It, it is, like, quite... St- like, I watched it when I was, like, 11 on YouTube when it was, like, that shit was all new. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, phenomenal, and I was scared because it's like, oh, man, all the characters I liked would eventually die except yeah, the main yeah. character and all oh, the scary creatures. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how well it holds up now. <laughs> it probably... But as an 11-year-old on YouTube with stop-motion Lego at the time. Yeah. I also used to watch all, like, the, the Star Wars battles in Lego Yo, but did well. you? But did you watch the Aquablade Chronicles? I have not watched the Aquablade Let's Chronicles. Let's go! All right, so this episode's just going to be the Aquablade episodes yeah. playing. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to the Aquablade Chronicles, where we're ranking episodes 1 through 67 of <laughs> Aquablade. There's more episodes of that than there's going to be of this. <laughs> Season 2. There we go, there we go. Welcome to Totalis Japan. This week, Jeff. I'm Elsa Torek, and with me is... Bailey, and we are ranking all the Jeffs from Jeff 1 to Jeff 35. This week, Jeff 9. 9. Damn. Nine. The successor to the much-famed and beloved Jeff 8. Ooh, is the this eldest like... son. Eldest son. Yeah. Ah, yes, yeah. Yeah, it has been um, two weeks since we recorded anything, so... I'm going to be a bit murkier than usual. You might not be able to tell, because I'm usually decently murky anyway. But <laughs> we'll try our best. Yeah, usually you forget everything after one week, and we've left this one for two. Usually I forget everything after like one hour, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, man. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm trying my best to follow along. Just whenever we skip a week, it takes me a moment to go like, oh yeah, yeah Jeff, the son, Bishop, <laughs> fucked like two nuns or something. It's get, it, we're, we're getting into like, okay, not to give too much away, but this episode is where you can argue... That the decline of the Jeffy Anus family, begin, like the crisis, or of the Jeffy Jeff- family, the Jeffy family. Yes, uh, it is the ah, testing like, me. I the crisis it. of the third century, but for the Jeffs, ah. and instead of w- one century, it lasts about three centuries. Okay, right, so, and so it's not the crisis of the third century; it's the crisis of no, three centuries. It's the crisis of three centuries, <laughs> and um, you could argue it also starts last episode at the end with. Uh, Jeff ate completely abandoning the West. Yes, uh, because which was... I never really went into it, but we'll see it in this episode where all of the land that Jeff the Bishop had in the West was mm-hmm. seized. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. And he lost it all. And now we couldn't really judge him on that because it, it happened a lot after he died. I got gotcha. you. Right? Um, but the it ramifications kind of like... were felt by his sons. I see. So it was kind of like he didn't intentionally no. like do anything really that triggered it just the state he left yeah. it in wasn't like with a solid enough foundation to keep it all in place yeah okay 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 you ready uh ready to go all right born in three two five we are finally out say. of the second third century we are finally out of it Oh yeah, first, second, third. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, this weird. is this is where the where in the twenty first century bullshit starts. Yeah, okay. it was all <laughs> so the Romans' fault. We <laughs> really. Um, so we will no longer have people born in like two ninety nine. You know, <laughs> just trying to eke into that. You know, everyone else from here on out is going to be three hundreds and on. All right, which is nice. Glad to We're, hear. I'm so sick of two because we entered the second 
uh, sorry, the third century in Jeff 3's episode. Oh, Christ almighty. Right? Now we're on Jeff 9, and we're finally exiting it for good. So it took six Jeffs for a century. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing 34 of them? 35. 35? Well, there actually was 36, but so because I be? kept saying 35 from the beginning, uh, I had to, to, to merge one. But it worked, because they both had nothing on them. Oh, okay. So now they have yeah, slightly fine, more on them. So okay. it works. <laughs> so yeah, if we're doing Jeff like 1 to 36, or if there's 36 Jeffs. There's and 59 Jeffs. Well, if there's 59, okay, so 59, <laughs> for sake of doing math, we'll round that up to 60. Yeah. That'd be 10 sets of six, so every six Jeffs we've gone through, it's been 100 years. Yeah. So we can say we'll go through about 1,000 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There well, we go. We, there's going to be some long, long, but when we don't have a lot of information, there's going to be some long lived Jeffs. Oh, okay. Right? Like okay. a Jeff will live like a hundred years almost because yeah, we don't I, have money so much on him. See, but what's what's going to matter for the um, math on this at least is that they, um, when they have kids, is around the same age. Yeah. Because until have... we get into the middle of this crisis when they start having children at the age of 70 and 80. Christ, Jeff's viral. They viral. are. They are very potent, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> They're on that Brian, um, yeah. no, not Brian Crassentine. Fucking, what's his name? Uh, who's the dude who's like drinking light and sperm milkshakes to. What? His son's a blood boy. Uh, Fuck, well, now we need to find out. Okay, um, this is gonna be the this worst. Is, this is what? gonna be like two seconds, one second. Brian. Uh, oh, I know he was on a Will Tennyson video. Is it Brian Johnson? Brian Johnson. Looks familiar. This guy's fucking stupid. Looks like Tom Holland if he never made it. <laughs> oh, this guy's... Uh, I think he, like, invented Venmo and is then it, sold his, it. Is it his own sperm? Um, unknown. Or is he going to, a, like, a, a sperm bank? No, just, so this guy's this guy's insane. him out the bag? <laughs> He's, like... And I think, you know... This is like a relatively harmless billionaire bullshit thing. I think he's actually just like a very, very millionaire person. Still obscenely wealthy. We're never going to yeah, be able to like dude. grasp that <laughs> amount of money. Um, but Speak for yourself. When this podcast blows up and we start making millions. So true. That's right. <laughs> Patreon.com. No, the, um, the lowest donation you could put in is 50K. <laughs> there we go. Um, but um, his whole thing is like... He he sold Venmo to like eBay or something I think. Oh, okay. Um, it was called like Braintree or some bullshit. Yeah, I remember um, it actually. But he um he basically is spending all his money to live as optimally as possible. Wow. So he's like, I wake up at five a.m. I do this workout that have my a cold scientists shower after. have a cold shower, sit in my light bath with my helmet on. Um, what? <laughs> I get my blood transfusion from my What's son point, to replace you know? my blood cells. Uh, I make sure to track my uh, nightly erection uh, power. That's one of the things that you wake up <laughs> at the age of like 90, all your friends are dead, you're alone, and you realize that you didn't do much with your life. <laughs> and you really, the regret really starts kicking in as you yeah, realize God. that you've consumed gallons of sperm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I don't, I don't think it's actually like a cum milkshake. It is. But it's like... In my mind it is now. It's like, just, a it, it's, like a, it's like a sperm... It's like a garnish. <laughs> I think it's like a... It's like a spermidol supplement or something. I don't know. <laughs> There's like two recipes he's made that actually look pretty good. I have to admit. 
If but. people tuned in to hear about Jeff this week, they're going to be so confused. It's fine. <laughs> you're, you're hearing about Brian. <laughs> Brian is actually a character in Total's ranking. Oh, awesome. We'll, we'll there he is. Him. We'll get to him eventually. There we go. All right. All right. Let's start over the first sentence because I stopped myself. <laughs> Born in 325 AD on a bright early morning in Roma. Ooh. Born to the parents, Jeff ate the bishop and an unknown woman. We will never know another Jeff woman's name until around Jeff 26. All right. marry someone who's not named Jeffina. Ooh. Yeah. Intriguing. Yeah, yeah. He's also the last one of the dynasty, so we'll see. Man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Women with names that are known in Rome are, like, villains. very intimidating. They're villains, too. Yeah. We'll get, well, like... And cool. In, in about 400 episodes, we'll get the first female emperor. <laughs> and <know>. my type. Nah. <laughs> 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 oh, God. It's this kind of episode. Nah. We're good. We're good. Jeff would never meet his father. Oh, okay. Because uh, his father never went back to Rome, bishop right? And, and then he also distanced himself. Yes, yes. From from his child because technically to. he wasn't supposed to have him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we don't hear anything about him until he's twelve years old. Hmm. Now it should be said that at this stage, all of Jeff eight's estates were being seized by his political enemies. Okay. Which left Jeff nine relatively poor for the entire time. Yeah. He would have vaguely known that his family was senatorial, but it's one of those senatorials where you're long past your prime. Yeah. You yeah. just hold the title, that's it. Yeah. And I feel like this this kind of harkens back to I remember kind of making a comment that like Jeff ate well, yes, he lived kind of a life of success and like riches and whatnot. Because, like, it wasn't really earned by him. It was yeah. just because he was part of the church. Yep. And kind of just, just, he just lived through that path and went on to do that. Um, that I'm assuming that contributes a little bit to it why does. none of it is really secure yeah. at all. And another reason why everything was seized is because this same year, Jeff Nine heard that his distant cousin, Jeff the youngest, mm. had died. A traitor to Constantine. Oh, I, I fully confused younger and youngest for a second Younger, there. Yeah, youngest died about 30 years, 20 yeah, years Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, <laughs> that also didn't help because all of the Jeffianus estates were also seized. Mm. So it left Jeff Nine living in a shack with his mother. So we've kind of gone back to like, not, not Jeff One, but like Jeff Three. Yeah, if level. he's able to get his fortune back, they will welcome him back into the Senate meetings. Yes. But he, he really doesn't have much at this time. Okay, so to... Just a quick question about the like Roman Senate. Mm -hmm. Is they not only have to be senatorial class, but you're expected to have and maintain a certain amount of wealth? If you are in the Senate, you are wealthy. If you become unwealthy or lose a lot of it, you don't get stripped of your senatorial title, but you're not invited to the parties anymore. You're not invited to the Senate meetings anymore. Okay. You lose... It is very much a, a wealth-based society. Okay. Okay. Right? It is... Like, the same with... Similar with Carthage, the old, the old uh, Carthaginian empire that Rome fought in the Punic Wars and then won, and that's how they gained Carthage in North Africa. Okay. Uh, I think I mentioned it briefly in our uh, yeah, Jeff yeah. One episode. I, I wasn't sure if you were like referring to it as like something that recently happened no, or like no, no, no. history. Yeah. That admittedly, I, I, I don't think you actually expect me to know. No, no, no. <laughs> but it, it, it's... Um, yeah, so they do lose basically everything. Yeah. And it's because when you're a senator, you're expected 
to be able to to maintain money. Okay. And okay. you're expected to be able to have assets that keep you afloat. And if you don't, they will. They're they're, they're not. Even your you're still friends, in the class. If you your get back friends there. will just they, like that's how you know you have good friends because they'll Fake just friends. leave. They'll just leave and be like, ah, you're poor now. Damn. Right. Yeah. Roman society is pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So. Would you call it? I know. I realize this. I don't think this is the episode on the economy or anything. Would that'd you, be next episode? Okay. Would you call this capitalism? Kind of. I don't know. Would you call early American? Pol- very very early American well, politics. How, how early? <laughs> Washington, Adams, uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. Would you count that as Jefferson. the capitalism that we have today? No, because it was based around a slave economy. Well, we're still based around a slave economy. We are. We've just it's exported just out, it. Yeah, it's an out, uh, exported slave economy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, you could argue, but right now, especially in the Roman times, it's barter system. Okay. The era that we're in now, unless you're really rich, you don't got money. Okay. You're you're trading and you're getting all the things that you need, especially in the army, from you working because all yeah. the farms in the area they give this much grain to the government every year instead of cash. Okay, okay. And it's actually, now there's actually money rolling into the empire, but it's very slow. <laughs> now, I do actually have the book on hand, so I could show you, but technically, capitalism is, can be derived from a barter system. Really? Okay. Um, I, now, I haven't finished the book, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but um, this guy was a big fan of the system. He wrote a whole book on it called Capital. Right. Um, so, um, but, um, oh my God. part of the, uh, beginning chapter is kind of going over the money form and how you come up, how you come about like money existing. Right. And we'll obviously probably get far more into this in the next episode, but just briefly, um, is basically money is just a commodity that has been universally agreed upon to be the money form. Yeah. So in old societies or whatever, that was like gold, silver, copper, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, but like. You can write out the equation, and if we're doing economy next episode, I may actually try to have something a little prepared for that. Yeah, it'd be sick. Um, is essentially, like, you can trade wheat for, like, if you trade three wheat for four linen, then three wheat equals four linen. Yeah. And you can go, oh, three wheat equals two gold. And four linen equals two gold. And yeah. three wheat equals two gold equals four linen. And then if you just go, oh, well, two gold is what we're just going to call money. And that's going to be like what we exchange with everything else. It's just, it's it's a barter system kind yeah. of by a different name. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that I may is... try and have a bit more of that read by next week. No, for uh, sure. That'd be, that'd be sick because we'll, we could definitely get into that system and when it, when it begins and how well it, it actually performs, right? All right. When Jeff was 12 years old, word came into the empire. Constantine the Great was dead. Oh, no. And he had an amazing succession plan. Ah, succession. Remember I told you about it last week or two weeks ago? It's no. okay if you don't remember. All we right, will, cool. I have a map. Perfect. Showing you the succession plan, okay? Now, this is the plan, okay? Now, I, uh, if you guys want to see this map... It's on Totalis Rankium's WordPress site. Uh, we'll we'll, full, we'll have a link in the yeah, um, gave, description. They gave me full permission to use all of their maps and everything, and so it, it, I'll I'll post the map too and give them full credit and everything. So 
Uh, as you can see, Constantine the second. He is the eldest brother, right? Mm. And he has Britannia, Gaul, and Spain. Okay. Then there's Constantius. He is the second eldest brother. He has basically the entire east. Constans, the youngest brother, gets the easier regions of Spain and Africa, sorry, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Italy and Africa. Yes. And then, remember that whole Dalmatius, you get the capital and Greece, and then Hannibal, sort of maybe you get Persia when we eventually sometime yeah, conquer yeah. it. Yeah. He has Persia right? So, as you can tell, <laughs> it, is, it is a split of the empire basically five ways, mm -hmm. and we all know how well it was when they split into the Tetrarchy. Ooh. I wonder how well this is going to go. It'll go fine. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I realized, like, in the last... I don't know, 50 years we've covered or so. Um, there's been a lot of like splitting up of the empire. Is there any argument to like, well, yes, you would call that the Roman Empire. Would they be seen as like individual states? Not yet. Okay. Because soon in about, honestly, in about two Jeffs, we'll get to the time where the empire splits in half. Okay. And we get the Eastern Roman Empire and Western Roman Empire. Mm. And the Western Roman Empire only survives about 100 more years. Oh. Before the East, because the East is much richer, right? Mm. And the, the West has so much more uh, borders with the Germanic tribes. That doesn't help. Ah, right? okay. But there's, like there's going to be like a distinct difference yes, between... Yes, there will like... be two distinct emperors on each side that go to war often. Oh, I, I mean, um, there's going to be a distinct difference between like... We split up the empire between four people, five people. You all rule these different places. And it's an arbitrary line. East and west. Okay. It's an arbitrary line. I would argue at this stage, like, you could tack it on since the crisis with Valerian and Gallienus. Mm -hmm. But it, it's They're just... still kind of all ruled and, by... And the reason they say it is because once it goes east and west, n n like, after Theodosius the Great, his two sons take over, and at, there will always be... An emperor on this side, an emperor on that side. Okay. Theodosius is the last emperor to rule all of it. Okay, okay. Right? And that's why there's that divide. You can't do it now because then um, Theodosius comes into play and he rules it all. So it's no, no longer a split, gotcha. right? Yeah, yeah. But after him, it's always a different ruler on each side. Dear Theodosius. When, when one of the rulers you? dies, the other emperor will, on the other side will not even try to okay. gain the throne. Gotcha, gotcha. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, at this time, Constans, the youngest son, came to Rome. He was about 14 at the time. Okay. And yeah. Constantine had just died, right? He did just die, yeah. Uh, and he came to rule over his territory. Actually, he was around 15 at this time. Okay. This is where he met a young boy named Jeff. Hey. Who was 13. Or 12, 13. Okay. It was okay. around his birthday. Yeah, so. yeah. That's a problematic age gap, if I'm being honest. Yeah, well, not to Constans, who quickly <laughs> took in Jeff as his pupil mm. with all their friends. The 15-year-old with the pupil who's 12? Yep. That's how he saw it. Yeah. Jeff and Constans partied and drank at a young age. <laughs> yep. Yo. Exactly. Work Jeff play learned... Hard learned the ropes, and began to tell people what to do. He started bossing people around. Hey, mm. this is great. A year ago, he had nothing. Yeah, yeah. He was living in a shack with his mother. Right? It didn't last long. But he, he because they're all aristocracy still, Constance was not against with this young boy. 
Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. He um, he knew the right people. Yeah. Person. Yeah, well, like, he would tell people what to do, because Constance was his friend, don't you know? Yeah, yeah. He would tell everybody. Ah, yeah. okay. So you know, if you don't do this, Constance, the Roman emperor, will, is, uh, I'll tell him. He's like the guy who, like, went to high school <laughs> with, like, fucking uh, some, like, famous YouTuber or something. Yeah, or, and you he's know, like, uh, ah, you know, him and I, we the, go way back. Have you seen the Tom Holland Spider-Mans? No. Oh, there's that bully. His bully pretends to be his friend all the time. Oh, okay. And when, like, his, he gets That's exposed... That's like a classic trope. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, after a few months, word came in from the east while they were all sitting and drinking. Mm. Constantius had killed the entire royal family. Damn, that's rough. Everybody was dead except for Constantine, Constans, <laughs> and Constantius. Except for three young babies at the time. Uh-huh. Julius, Gallus, and Julian. Damn, naming your kids Julius and, like, Gallus... Feels rough. Yeah. Well, Julian, remember I told you to keep an eye on Julian. Ah, Because right? okay. all three of the kids do matter, but for our narrative, only Julian does. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but Hannibal and Dalmatius are dead. And so, territory was given back. Were they also kids, or were they just dudes? All of them were about the same age. But they were, uh, I mean, like, were they, were they Constantine's kids, or were they all just dudes? Uh, they were... Constantine's nephews. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the three kids are yeah, alive. Yeah, they're, they're Constantine's father's children gotcha. from a different marriage. So it's oh, cousins, basically. Okay, okay. Right? Father's yeah. children. Different, wouldn't that be brother and it's, it's Whatever. It's Roman times. Whatever, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I want you to know, during all of this, the entire family's also intermarrying with each other. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Okay, so this is the new map. Constantius okay, okay. two took Oh, what happened to Persia? I... Oh, well, they're going to scrap that idea for now. Okay. Well, that, was, hey, that was a bit we'll ambitious. We'll put that back on the whiteboard. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rethink that. Uh. Um, Constans gained Greece. Okay. And more of the Danube. Yeah, yeah. This is fantastic. Mm, they're yeah, all happy. Nice. Cool. Except for Constantine. Oh. He's the eldest brother, and he has the worst territory, and Let's he gained nothing. Go conquer Ireland. He's not very happy with that. All right. Now, it was only a few months later where Constance and Jeff, very young, are forced to head to the Danube region. Mm. Right? Now, at this stage, we assume that Constance wasn't leading the armies himself. He probably had advisors. Yeah, yeah. But for the sake of our story, we'll say a 16-year-old Constance and a 14-year-old Jeff. Were the high generals. High generals of, of yeah, this yeah. army. That's, no, that's and more they had to deal with some Sarmatians. We don't have much information, but it was a resounding victory All right. for Constance. And the, sorry, they're going. Uh, they're going to the Danube. They went. And... They're, they're in the Danube, dealing with the Sarmatians now. Sarmatians. That was the yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, they stayed in the Danube region for a few years and mopped and secured the region, making sure let's make sure that doesn't happen again. When, while sitting at a table drinking, oh, damn, they're gonna die of alcohol. They get a night. letter from Constantine II. Oh. Yeah, 340 AD, so about three years has passed And they're all considered emperors, right? They're all emperors. They're all equal emperors, but Constantine doesn't believe that. He's the senior brother. He believes that, yeah, Constance is there, but I'm his, yeah, but I'm like, I'm old, I'm the older brother, and he's a kid, so I, you know. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. And uh, so the letter said that Constantine's been looking at a map recently, Hmm. and he realized that if you squint really hard... If you look really, really, really hard, really hard. If you adjust your glasses, um, 
You know where the Strait of Gibraltar and and the and Morocco meet? No, but continue. Uh, I'll just show you. We have All a right. map for a reason. Oh, perfect. Yeah. You could see this blue area here that is for some reason in Constantine's empire. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said to Constance, "Well, like you're busy in the Danube, why don't I just take that region because yeah. there is a lot of tr there's a lot of like political reasons why they should be a part." And yeah, yeah. if you look really closely, the top left part of Africa is actually in Spain. Oh, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And, and Constance uh, was not happy, but he was a bit too busy to actually deal with this. Yeah, yeah. So he said, sure, whatever, just take it and go. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and so after dealing with the, the Danube, another letter came in. They were about to head back to, um, to Italy now. They're mm. going to go back to Rome. Yeah, yeah. Because Rome was Constant's capital, mm. so it, we're actually seeing a Roman emperor in Constant. Uh, sorry, in Roma. Okay. Right. So it it is. Oh, it is it called Roma? The whole time it would have been called Roma. Okay. Uh, we just call it Rome That's because fine. it's what yeah. it is today. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. In, in Italian, it's Roma even today. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Right. So, um, when another letter came in from Constantine, and he said, "Little brother, like." Now that I'm already in Africa, I, I mean, mean Spain, I mean come on. I mean Africa, but like Spain, it would just make more sense that the entire North African part was mine. Yeah, I'm I'm already here. You're dealing with the Danube. Yeah, Constance not having this. No, this is no. You're not you're not doing this. No, that's my territory. And he's saying this at like 16, 17? He's saying that he's around 18 now. 18 now, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he was there for yeah, a few years. Yeah, Constantine's around 21 and oh, okay. Constance like not even no, sorry, Constantine's around 22, Constantius is around 21. Yeah, it's still like... Yeah, they're all very young. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought at least it was like, he was like 30 or something. Yeah, no. And um, eventually, Constance would concede again. That sure, brother, you can have Africa. Yeah, fuck it. But, Ooh. I've been looking at a map recently. Ooh. And if you look really closely... <laughs> The city of Carthage isn't in Africa at all. Oh, really? It's actually in Italy. Oh, of course. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can have everything outside of the city of Carthage. Yeah. How about that, brother? Yeah, I mean, it's in Italy. It's only fair. You know, we're both looking really hard at these maps. Yeah. Constantine wasn't happy with this at all. It was time that he showed his little brother that why he was the superior and senior Augustus. Because he was born first? Yeah. So he invaded Italy. <laughs> you idiot. He went through the Alps, and as soon as he landed in, in, in Italy, in India... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> he overstepped. I feel like it. we're fast-forwarding like a thousand <laughs> years or something. Um, as soon as he went into a valley, he was ambushed by Constantius and Jeff. Mm. The entire army by Constantine was annihilated. <laughs> and Constantine was never seen again. <laughs> he died in that battle. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, brother, I've been looking really hard at this map, and it's all mine, bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing Constance, who's a wizard with a letter at this point, mm. sends a message to his other brother, Constantius. Hello, brother. Yeah, some news. Our brother Constantine's dead. You killed some family. I killed some family. Our father killed some Let's family. Let's not hem and haw about yeah, it's who a family killed tradition. who. While we're there, how about we just damnatio memoriae our brother? 
liked and not so show condemn more. his his name to history. Ah, now it didn't yes. really work because uh, Constantine's Christian and all like the Demnatio Memoriae they don't work anymore uh, okay, because okay. the Christian sources like Christian emperors, so they're not going to just mm. get rid of it. Yeah. Um. So. Constans gained Britain, Gaul, and Spain because mm. he just took all of his brother's territory. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. So yeah. his now his size of the empire is bigger than his brother's. Yeah, yeah, right. But still, his brother would technically have like the wealthier land, I think. Now this is when we get a look into Jeff's personality. Okay. Now, there's a very good. Uh, you can really well explain that Jeff did not like war. Hmm. It's just he never felt comfortable in war, Fair. right? Especially at, at this time in his life, right? Yeah, yeah. And he understood that sometimes war was necessary, but he he found it abhorrent and would avoid fighting whenever he could at mm. this stage in his life. That's cool. Right? So he just didn't see why, like, he'd have to be at the front lines if there was a war kind of thing. Right? Ah, okay. Right? So he, is, it, is he, like, an objector to war, or he doesn't want to be in war? Now, you can decide for yourself if he's just a coward, because mm. there's a good... Or if he is smart about it the whole time, or if it's a mixture of both, mm. right? So yeah. we'll see. Because he, he, we have a lot of personality with this Jeff, more okay. so than maybe okay. any other Jeff we've had. Oh, cool. Right? Um, so we'll, we'll see. And he does change over time. Mm. But right now, these are definitely his views on it. Yeah, yeah. Because at least to me, cowardice is like you're okay with other people going to war and like fighting it as long as you don't have to versus like, no, it just shouldn't be happening because yeah. it's an abhorrent thing to do yeah. to another people. Yeah. And, and you could choose at the end of what you think. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, see, yeah. we'll see his story. It was around 341 to 342 when they arrived back in Rome. Mm. Jeff is 17 at this time. Okay. So he's getting up. He's, he's getting, uh, he's, he's exiting his childhood era. He could finally do stuff <laughs> he's, with. He's getting up there in years. Yeah, he's you getting know? up there in years. For some Jeffs, this is an impressive age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Constance being around 20 at this time. Yeah, so think... their, their age differences are becoming more like acceptable to hang out. But yeah, still, yeah. like it's, it's in about five years... Yeah, the Romeo and Juliet laws apply. Yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Man, I learned about those from fucking Transformers 4 or whatever. Wow. The one with Mark Wahlberg. That's so weird. Because his daughter is dating a guy who's like two years older than her. Right. And they're going to get married. But they started dating in high school, so despite the fact she's 17 and he's like 19 or 20, it's legal because of Romeo and Juliet ah. laws. But it's like, holy... But it's wasn't like Ju Romeo 17 yeah. and Juliet 11? Yeah, but... Eh. <laughs> Fair it's, enough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still like, to know what the, the, that those laws exist and like... Be, like, ready to make the legality argument to the father of that person is <laughs> just so insane. It's like, what? Aren't you, well, the fact aren't you that an you adult? Can. My daughter's still a child. Like, it's like, fair, well, actually, there's a law on the books that... Like, yeah, and if you started dating when, like, one of you was 15 and one was 17, and then it kind of turned into that. Mm -hmm. If, like, like, having to explain that to your parents, the parents would have already known you that by that point. So their wishes would have been clear already. Yeah, yeah, right? so yeah. Like, it, and so the wetter would have been like just okay with it because you're like, it, you know, it's not crazy. But if they're not okay with it, it's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoa. Yeah. 
All right, so Constance and Jeff and all their friends partied and drank in Rome for the successful victory against the Sarmatians, cleaning up the Danube, Ooh. gaining all this territory. Let's go. Oh, they just had a binge. It was a binge. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. partying. Yeah, the, the fucking dubstep was hitting. Yo, <laughs> you thought Skrillex was good? Wait till you hear my boy Skrillexius. Yes. <laughs> they headed after they, with, with, with beers in hand. Yeah, What's yeah. A couple of briskies with, brisky with the boys. Hey. They headed over to Trajan's Forum. <laughs> Yo, we're getting... Yes, sir. <laughs> there's, I feel like there should be a bar named Trajan's Forum. <laughs> well, that's what he looked around. He's like, man, it's pretty bare bones in here. Let's make a bar out of this. Yeah. Yeah, and so Constantius ordered that not only a bar be made in Trajan's Forum, but that Constance's statue be put up in Trajan's Forum. Ay. And not only Constance's statue, but all of Constance's friends' statues as well. Uh. Which is where we get a p the picture of Jeff Nine. Oh. Now, you, this is a spoiler, because Jeff... I was thinking of cropping the picture, but they're both in it. Uh, I don't... Like, there's no reason to build up Jeff Ten. Eh, fair enough. Um... It is also the first Jeff picture I ever had commissioned, and is still to this day one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, so that's is, pretty this cool. Is Jeff, it's because they live two completely different lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So this is him when he's about twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, yeah. But I just didn't find a different, a better place to put this. Yeah. And then don't really focus much on the brother, but. I don't he, know. Okay, I. I'm not. I won't focus any more than this on the brother. Holy shit, that guy looks like Clive from FF16. <laughs> but we'll you'll see that next week. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. I, I really. This is one of my favorite pictures, even to this day. Yeah. No, that's uh, good. So that's good. yeah, this is this would have been the picture that the, the, the statue that Jeff would have been in in Trajan's Forum. Mm. The fact that you're putting a picture of your friend in Trajan's Forum is pretty. Uh, the people of Rome weren't weren't that. What is Trajan's Forum? Just it is so after every major campaign, they have a, a forum. So Trajan's Forum has a statue of Trajan and a column, and that column it, it really it shows the the war Trajan's war against the Parthians. Okay, right. So it's I a guess very you ask, what is a forum? It, it's like a big statue, and it's a, a room, right? Okay, like, okay. It, it, they're, they're like small buildings for worship of these guys. I gotcha. Right, okay. and like cool, looking cool. back on how great. The glory of Rome was, right? Yes, yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Eventually, in 343, oh, Constance... Like yeah, exactly. Well, they, that's what they all said. They were all singing the, the, the theme song. I wonder if 343 Industries is related to... This year in Roman history? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Constance and Jeff went on tour. Whoring about the empire... You know, making gains, slaying, you know. Whoring about the whoring empire? about the empire. Oh, whoring about. Okay. Yeah. I, I get like it. Like with the W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they eventually got to Britain, couple fought of, some couple campaigns. Couple of man Beat the Picts, beat the Saxons, <laughs> beat the Irish Scots. Man, Picts sounds like a slur. Yeah, it's a derogatory. I think later on it's a derogatory term for oh. Scottish people, but at oh, this okay. time it was a barbarian tribe. It was tribe. the barbarian tribe name. It is a tribe disclaimer, name. Disclaimer, disclaimer, yeah. we're referring wait to history. Get, wait until we get to the N-word group. Look, I was, I was just <laughs> quoting MF Doom, okay? Good God. <laughs> Eventually they arrived back in Italy and celebrated again. Woo! Yes, woo! Party hardy. Work yeah. hard, play hard. They would arrive back... And just get smashed. Yo. They just spot a successful... Couple of party boys. They are, yeah. 
Well, with all their friends. Yeah. All their friends are coming up on campaign. They just won in Britain, beat everyone, kicked everyone down, mm-hmm. went back to Rome, and, and celebrated again. On a random day, a few years later, oh, no. about five years later, 348 AD. So we're about five years after the British campaign. Yeah, yeah. And they, they kind of settled into everything. Smashed out of their mind at a bar. Did they ever like stop? Jeff sat at the bar. It's the that same Constance party. and their friends were all at. It was around four thirty-nine a.m. Damn, this is oddly specific. On the digital clock, Jeff was able to see <laughs> next to him. He was sat there looking at his full glass of alcohol that he was pretending to drink all night, mm. while all of his friends around him were passed out drunk. He was doing like the double fisting beers, but one's empty, so you drink from one and spit it into the other. Yes, that's exactly what he was doing. He looked around and learned a lot that night mm. from everybody. That a man named Magnentius had his eyes on the throne. Ooh. And Jeff looked over <clears throat> at his friend who taught him a lot. And he, he thought about it. Jeff had dreams, perhaps loftier than any Jeff before him. Mm. He wanted to be the Roman emperor. Mm-hmm. And he realized, again, looking at all of his friends who, for the most part, this is all they do. And he decided this wasn't for him. Oh, okay. Hmm. Now, is he going to, you know, go to counseling, get rid of his alcoholism, you know, end his friendship with them? No. No, of course not. He's going to kill them. <sighs> like any good Roman would Constance do. woke up drunkenly and looked at Jeff. Jeff Jeff assumed the face that he put on for years at this stage, Ah. pretending to be drunk and pretending to be a party animal. Ah. And he hiccuped as Constance looked at him, and they both passed out. Jeff just putting his head on the table and pretending to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Now, Jeff realized that he needed to wait a bit before. He needed to be patient. Mm. But he did, when they moved up to the city of Atheon in Gaul, met up with Magnentius. And they had a meeting. <clears throat> a, that's how, and they decided to maybe throw a party. Right. Jeff said to him that if, we, if you decide to go for the throne, I will support you. We need to throw the sickest rager we to do. show Constantine, Constantus. Now, Magnentius didn't trust Jeff at this point. Fair enough. Why would you? This is yeah. the emperor's best friend. For like the last, what, 20 years? Well, like at least 15. 15. Right? Yeah, they're like, like, they're late like 20s. Or, yeah, late 20s now. Uh, actually, he's 24 because he oh, was okay. born in, in 325. Oh, right. Con- Constantius would be like. Yeah. Okay. So Constans would be around 30, where Jeff would be around, or around 27, like 28, 28. 27, 28. And Jeff would be around 24, 25. Okay. Right? And, um, but. Jeff assured Magnentius that he would prove to him with action instead of words that he Ooh. was going to be All someone right. that he could trust. Hey, you know what? Knows, knows how to get it done. Magnentius said sure, and the, the plot was hatched. Con- Jeff went up to Constance one day and suggested that they go on a hunting trip. Okay. And so they planned it. They planned to go on the hunting trip in January, on January 18th, 350 A.D. Okay, oddly specific. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's the hunting trip day. That's why. Okay, yeah, my yeah. bad, my bad, yeah. Constance was very happy with this, this suggestion because the two of them loved hunting, yeah. Constance thought. Right? Hunting, so they partying, all, couple yeah. of boys. So Yeah, boys will be boys. What can I say? What can I say, folks? Yeah. Around midday into their trip on 350 AD, January 18th, <laughs> 752 <laughs> a message came in and the messenger ran right to jeff because at this point in time jeff was his right hand man and would take all of his letters ah, right oh so jeff took the letter and read it out to constance he, 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 general he. magnentius had revolted in atian oh and declared himself emperor yeah. the army that there supported him and that was constance's whole army Oh. Jeff told Constance to flee and that he would attempt to go back to Ant- uh, Atium and see if he could s- see what's actually going on and, 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 and solve this issue. Constance fled, agreeing with what Jeff said. Fair, yeah, you know? Yeah. Jeff met with his own personal guard at this stage because Jeff had a personal guard. Yeah. Um, and it was the guard that Magnentius had sent to Jeff because this was part of their plan. I will send uh. you your guard... Jeff never had his guard when they went hunting. Yeah, yeah. It was going to be seen as like, oh, well, like I don't need my guard because I'm with you. And yeah, the, yeah. The Imperial Guard's here. Of course, of course. So Jeff told them where the Emperor was going, and he sent his personal guard to chase Ooh. Constance. Ooh. Within a day, Jeff and Magnentius met up together, and they waited in the room, a room together. Oh. When eventually Jeff's second, his, his, the leader of Jeff's guard walked in and said, it is done. Ooh, and they arrived with Constance's done. head on a spike. Oh shit, okay. Magnentius was now the emperor. Just no ambiguity. No. Jeff would visit Constance's grave a few weeks later. Mm. After everything settled. He did feel bad. Constance was a good man, but perhaps not the best emperor, Jeff thought. Ah. Now, Constantius, he's still alive in the East. Ah, yeah, the middle brother, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um... World's most successful middle child? He is more successful than his two brothers. (laughs) And I I, I don't want to say much, because he's not as impressive as people like Trajan and, 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 and Marcus Aurelius. But in the Roman Emperor season one finale, it was Aurelian, Augustus, and Constantius II. Oh, shit. Okay. And it was because Constantius II, like, we just won't go into half of how interesting Constantius II is. Yeah, yeah. He's one of my favorite Roman emperors. He was just... in the East. We don't care. Yeah, and this Jeff, he does take part in the East, but after Constantius is gone. Gotcha. Right? Constantius was busy fighting Sharpur too. Remember the uh, guy who yeah, was the, born? The king dude? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was the one that... Constantine the Great said, "All your territory with all the Christians in it is mine. All your territory. I'm going to come in there, steal all your jobs, and 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 take over. We're going to build a wall. We're going to make you pay for it. Drugs, build a wall. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to build the wall and make the bloody Persians pay for it. Yeah, (laughs) I like this guy. Yeah. And then Constantine died and left his sons to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Constantius and Sharpur were at a stalemate right now." They kept fighting battles and they kept tying. They never lost to each other, but they never beat each other. Mm. Right? Jeff 
stayed with Magnentius, but also now realized how precarious his situation was. Yes. Constant, Constantius would be angry that this guy killed his brother, right? Mm-hmm. The only people that are allowed to kill a Constantinian is a Constantinian, yeah. goddammit, right? Family tradition. Yeah, right? Who's this Magnentius? He's not a Constantinian. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. But Jeff also wasn't a big fan of Magnentius. He saw them as, as a boorish man and thought of Magnentius as a stepping stone for himself, right? But also realized that he didn't have the support that he would need to become the emperor at this stage, mm-hmm. right? But realizing how stagnant Constans was, this was still the better option for him. There we go. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> how did this happen? I know, I, I, neither of us said anything. I think we need to sit here for uh, 14.39413 beats. Bars. Bars to, 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 <laughs> to make up for this. So the next about 40 minutes is going to be uh, us just sitting in silence staring at a photo, guys, okay? All right, please Sounds enjoy. Good. I, I had two. I had two photos. I had two photos downloaded ready. And like, oh, that one. I like that one way better. This one. All right. Yeah. All right. Showing a little, you know, not fair. Some. Yeah. Hey, say no more. Anyway, um, but Jeff realized around three fifty-two that Constantius was about to finish his war with Persia. Mm. Sharpur and him both had things in their empires that they needed to solve. They both had revolts. Uh. So one day, they just left. Constantius <laughs> woke up one morning, and across the battlefield where Sharpur's army was for months, they were just gone. Ooh. Constantius was like, yeah. We take yeah, those. Let's let we me take, take those. those. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. And at the time, he told a, uh, a soldier in his army named Jeff. Ooh. To stay in the east and watch the border for for Sharpur too. Wait, so Jeff was... He went from... With Magnentius... This Jeff's name was Jeff Ten. Okay, the that's reason what me he off. hasn't been mentioned yes. is because they would have never known about each other. Gotcha. At this stage, they start hearing rumors about each other. Yes. But they're about 25 and 23, respectively, and they never would have met. Yeah, Because... Yeah. Jeff Eight was a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> or at least a horrible dad. Yeah. Well, he did cause a split in the church twice. Well, maybe that's cool. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. It's funny because these next two episodes are not going to be very church heavy. Oh, after, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, after we're... like the bishop. Yeah, right? So, mm. yeah. Um, in 353... It looks like we're kind of flying through time, but things are about to really slow down. Yeah, yeah. Because we are about one-fourth the way done his episode. It's like when you kill a boss in Armored Core 6, yeah. and then it slows down <laughs> when you make the killing blow. <laughs> also, is the Rubicon anything? That's a Roman thing, right? Yeah, when Julius Caesar invaded Italy, he crossed the Rubicon. Okay. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, We don't know where the Rubicon is today. Uh, well, we need then you need to play Armor Core Six Fires of Rubicon. I think uh, I saw that last time we were here. Yeah, when yeah. I, we were playing that weird game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that game's fucking. Apparently, great. we chose the only vanilla timeline. Oh, yeah. In Hadiful? Uh, yeah. Interesting. Like, apparently, that was the only timeline that had a good ending, where <laughs> everything else ended in like, like 
like death. Hor- into... Like not actually, don't works. tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not. I don't. I don't know much about it either. It's just like anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. Cons- in 353 AD, everything came to a head finally. Mm. When Constantius and Magnentius met in battle. Because at this point, they've wrapped everything up and Constantius went over there. Constantius had around 60,000 men, while Magnentius had around 35,000. Oh. Yeah. Jeff decided he would not fight for Magnentius. Okay. He said to Magnentius that he will be back with everyone else, shoring up support so that nothing happened in the case that he loses this battle. Okay. Constantius wouldn't have heard that Jeff is the one who ordered Constantius killed. Uh, Constans killed. Yes. Right? Yes. So he has no idea. And as soon as he'd left, Jeff would slowly begin to walk with his entourage to Constantius instead of going back. He wanted to see the way the winds would turn. Ah... Yeah. Well, he saw this as no matter what, he thinks he can get out of this. Yeah, yeah. If, if Magnentius wins somehow, he can claim to assault Constance when he's leaving. Yeah, yeah. But if Constance wins, he can go to him and say, he kept me captive this entire time, and I defected over to you as soon as I could. I was, I was your brother's yeah. best friend yeah. for... He would have heard I don't know Jeff. if that would be a good line. Yeah, he <laughs> would have heard of Jeff, but not known that much. And likely someone in Constantius's army would have been the one to tell Jeff Ten that he had a brother. Oh, okay, yes. Right? Yeah. Um, the battle began. Jeff did not take a part of it. Out of the roughly 95,000 people who took part in this battle, 55,000 people died. Jesus Christ. It was a rough victory. Constantius did in fact win, but and it wasn't long until Magnentius fled and eventually killed himself. Ooh. Yeah. He quintillist so, himself? Yeah. He did quintillist himself. Well, he actually fought a battle, though. Mm. Yeah. Constantius finally... Sorry, Jeff finally made it to Constantius's camp. And as he walked in, there was a silence looming over the camp. Mm. Everyone was a bit stunned by the battle they just fought. Like, it was a lot of death in one day. This is one of the bloodiest battles in Roman history. Oh, shit. Especially okay. civil wars. It's one of, if not the biggest civil war okay. death battle, okay. right? Um, Jeff was escorted. Everyone was a bit in shock. That's what it was. Jeff was escorted to Constantius as soon as he ended up at the gates, and was, he carefully explained himself, claiming that he was held captive by Magnentius and forced to work. Whether or not Constans believed him or not, he let him live. Yeah, okay. So most likely, rather, even if they didn't believe him, they struck up a deal. Yeah. Um, but Constantius didn't want Jeff near him. Even oh, okay. a little bit. Did he suspect Jeff had we a assume, hand? We assume because of what Constantius does next that he doesn't trust Jeff, therefore thinking that he probably believes that if he wasn't part of Constantius's downfall, he at least worked for Magnentius. Okay. Right? Okay. So, um, Constantius realized that he couldn't really like rule the empire alone. So he decided that he's going to promote someone in his family. Mm. So they, they pull out a family tree and Ooh. they look. 
And Constantius is like, all right, let's promote one of my relatives. There's like the and three kids left, right? He's like, they're like, Constantius, there's nobody left. They're Uh-oh. all dead. <laughs> and Constantius looks very at the bottom. No, 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 look, Julius. He's the eldest one. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll promote Julius. Isn't and um, Julius someone like coughs. 12 at the time? No, this is about 20 years has passed. Okay, right? okay. So they're all, all of gotcha, them are about, gotcha. yeah. And one of his advisors coughs and says, well, you know how you were just dealing with Magnentius? You did hear about that revolt that just happened in Rome, right? Yeah, that was Julius. He, he revolted against Magnentius, but was quickly killed. So he's oh, dead. Uh, and Constantius was like, oh, okay. Well, okay, like, well, I'll look, ask, look uh, there's, there's another one. Gallus, he's man, there, he's there. Man, this, and so Gallus was called for... This family has a big trend of squinting really hard. Yeah, that, and like... so they, they chose Gallus. Gallus, <laughs> put him in the east... I'll stick around the West for a bit to, to mop things up and sure up support. There we go. Um, and that didn't last long because uh, eventually Gallus turned out to be a bit of a tyrant. Oh. And instead of training him up, that wasn't Constantius's way. Mm. He eventually, on a long convoluted story that we don't have time to get into, Gallus was eventually executed. One thing led to another yeah. and Gallus was executed. Yeah. Say no more. And so he was like, okay. Finally, we will, we will, I will promote my relative to the emperorship. And everyone's like, Constantius, you killed them all. And Constantius (laughs) looks really hard at the very bottom. No, no, no. No, I didn't. Look, Look, there's one more. Gallus had a little brother, Julian. Let's promote him. And they're like, bookish Julian. He's like. Was that his title? Yeah, he's just like. Fucking dork ass Julian. He's like a pagan. (laughs) Constantius. <laughs> He's a pagan in Athens right now studying. <laughs> and Constantius was like, ah, we could change him. It's fine. Okay, we can promote f- him. I could fix him. I could fix yeah, him. Yeah. So Julian was sent for. And really, really, really reluctantly and argued with Constantius quite a lot. No, I don't want this job. Constantius <laughs> said, no, you're having this job. You are now the Caesar. You are in charge of the West. <laughs> I will be charge of Oops. the East. And Julian accepted it. Accepted is a strong word to use there. sent Jeff to Julian under the charge of a man named Barbeccio. Barbeccio. Which is very Italian for the time. Very Italian. Because, like, our Roman names are not that Italian. Yeah, but yeah. Like, like you can kind of see where yeah. it comes from. Exactly. It's just like, sent Barbeccio. Julian accepted him and Jeff into his service. This guy was the first modern-day Italian. Barbeccio. Well, actually... About 20 minutes earlier, as Julius was revolting, another man revolted against Magnentius, oh. but he joined forces with Constantius when he arrived. His name okay. was Ventranio. Oh, okay. So yeah. there's a lot of Italian. This guy was the second Italian. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Jeff met with Barbaccio after they arrived with Julian, and they talked about the campaign. Jeff was, and how they were going to step on the feet of Julian the entire time. Author Stanley Veiled Fetters, continue. Yeah. Jeff was sent by Barbaccio to a man named Marcellus. He was a general in the area. Oh, wait, we have to get our one reference in. This is just like Hidetaki Miyazaki when he designed Millennia. <laughs> <laughs> he had personal um, critique about how to design her boots to give them toes. Wow. Anyway. That's like those I've seen those shoes. Like have you seen those shoes with like the, the toes yeah, in yeah. them? Those look so uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
Okay, there's a lot of names going around, so I just want to make sure everything's clear in your head. All right. Constantius is the senior Augustus in the in the East. In the East, yes. Yeah, he is he is the only Roman emperor right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he is currently fighting Sharpur still. They have reignited their war up. Oh, okay. And okay. now they're fighting. We they're just don't of... have any cause to go into it, sadly, even though he is the most interesting person at the time. Yeah. Um, in the West, Julian has just been promoted to Caesar. So okay. he is junior. He's not an emperor. He's the heir. Yes, right yes. Now. He has his own people working for him that we will get into in this story that we're going into. And then Jeff is working for Barbaccio. Who is not working for Julian? He's working for Constantius. But they both were sent to Julian. Yes. Yes. Marcellus is also a friend of Barbaccio, and the three of them's whole thing is that they are going to undermine Julian at all costs. At all costs. Okay. Right? Because Constantius was paranoid. He didn't want Julian to be that impressive. He just wanted to be over there as a figurehead so no one revolts. Yes. Right? Okay. In, th- in 356 AD, so about three years since Magnentius' death, mm-hmm. and uh, they decide to head for Sinon, which is in Gaul uh, near the Rhine River. Okay. So it's like the two rivers that separate the borders, or the Danube, Danube which the we Rhine. spend a lot of time on. And the Rhine is just as, if not more, hectic than the Danube. Okay. Except we just haven't spent time in that area because yeah. Jeff hasn't been there. Right? Fair enough. Um, but they're both kind of like Middle East, right? They're both in France. Or, oh, oh yes, yes. Okay, yeah. my bad. The Rhine's in France. Yes. Uh, or going, basically separating Germany and France. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Um, they headed to Sinan. It was a place that was under siege. Uh, Julian was sieging the place, but he needed reinforcements. Mm-hmm. And it was up to Jeff and Marcellus to be those reinforcements. Okay. So they took the long way... You know, they got sidetracked, and uh, eventually they decided that it was time for them to, like, go and relieve this siege. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make an appearance. Um, So they appeared, and the siege was won. Julian was pissed. Yeah, but they won. They won, yeah. Yeah. After Julian lost more men than he wanted to. Yeah. Right? I mean... If he's if he's at all a decent leader, you always want to lose no men. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Julian was pissed at Marcellus and Jeff at this stage. It okay. was, didn't take long for him to really start distrusting everybody that was surrounding him. Yeah, should have won faster. He wrote to Constantius that Marcellus was useless and was clearly, um, like. Clearly, clearly, clearly sabotaging his efforts. Mm. Julian, with his friend Euthurius, fought Marcellus and Jeff politically at this time. Where Marcellus and Euthurius ended up having to go back to Milan. Mm. Where a whole court was taken. There's a whole, probably a nice story that we know nothing about in Roman history. But it ends with Euthurius thoroughly destroying Marcellus. And Marcellus being banished to Constantius. With facts and logic. Marcellus would eventually be killed by Constantius. Oh. Eventually. Yeah. Um, Whatever. He was was here for like four paragraphs. Jeff was sent back to Julian though. Um, A man named Severus took the spot of Marcellus. Okay. Interesting name. Yeah. Uh, 
Severus was a full supporter and friend of Julian, so okay. he had nothing to worry about this. Julian gathered many supporters at this time. He, a, a seasoned general named Salutius. Salutius, every time he walked into a room, Salutius. he was saluting. The next year, Jeff and Barbaccio worked hard to continue undermining Julian. So the way they do this is every time Julian would ask for something, they would do the opposite. Ah, yes. very sneaky. So it is. Oh, also, are they under orders from Con- Const- Constantius yes. II to, to undermine this. Julian? Yeah. Okay. But Julian knows this, and it can't be obvious, really. Like, it can be obvious, but like... Constantius is not agreeing that he's doing it. It's like we we yes. believe we like. There's no way he's not. Yeah. Like in yeah. nowhere in the does Constantius say he is, but there's no. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's it is imp, knowing who Constantius was and how paranoid he got easily. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way he was not trying to keep his nephew uh, or his uh, cousin down a peg. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So Julian asked for them to bring boats. Bring me seven boats. We're going to conquer. We're going to cross this river. And, um, and just, yeah, seven boats, Again, okay? Seven. Barbaccio? And Barbaccio said, yes, sir. And immediately ordered that they burn seven boats. Okay. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> so the boats were burned, and um, it took them a lot longer to get into uh, Germanic territory. Oh, you said bring. Oh, fudge. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Then, while Julian needed them the most, he was about to take part in a battle, right? Now, this battle was... um, Julian needed these reinforcements, right? He had around 15,000 troops, while the the enemy had, like, 45. Oh. It's grim. Damn, right? that's, it is, yeah, it that's is a not a rough, great ratio. But he needed Barbaccio's part of the army to come. Jeff was with Julian at this time, not Barbaccio anymore. Okay. Okay. And um, he asked Barbaccio to bring the troops. Barbaccio went in the opposite direction. <laughs> like, he's just... It's so obvious. It's like, why the, <laughs> like, why the fuck would you ask them to do anything for you? Yeah. Like, but... Jeff was told off at this time because Julian realized something. Mm. He realized that Jeff might be a coward. Mm. Allegedly. Well, because if you think about it, Jeff has not taken part in an actual battle yet. Yes, he was with Constans when they won the... um, when they won against the Sarmatians and the the Britons, right? But other... And and when they beat Constantine, but... He was very much really young at that stage. And as much as we can say, like, okay, yeah, we'll give him maybe something for those three things combined, Mm -hmm. he wasn't going to be leading those battles at all, and Mm -hmm. he did not fight in them. Yeah, yeah. He was too young, and he most likely, even Constans was too young. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm not saying we can't count it for something. Yeah. I'm just saying that It was unlikely he was, like, the front-line warrior. It it is impossible that he was the front-line. Yeah, yeah. And it is unlikely that he was leading. It it is more likely that he was leading than front-line, especially at this stage. Yeah. Um, But Jeff did practice. He did become really good with bows at this time. Okay. But the Romans didn't like that because the bow was seen as a cowardly weapon Eh. that you use at a range. Romans should fight on the front lines and, and meet their enemy with, like, you know. 
and die. Yeah. Well, Julian decided to give Jeff a cavalry unit to control. Ah. Yes, Jeff, you... What is this, like the fourth Jeff with control over a cavalry unit? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He... Uh, Jeff would be one of the three commanders in this battle. But obviously Julian's not an idiot. He's not going to just give the entire cavalry to Jeff. Mm. What if he does what Barbaccio does and just leaves with the cavalry, you know? Mm. So what Severus... It, what, why didn't Julian just start saying, like, I want you to burn seven boats and take the cavalry away from me? <laughs> because knowing Barbaccio, they would do that. They would listen to him there. But, see, but, what, but he, he, would, he needs to derive that what if Constantine's orders were do the opposite of everything he says? Yeah. Then he starts playing the mind games and the word games with them. So... Julian said that Severus was going to be in charge of the cavalry, but Jeff was going to be in charge right now. Mm. So he told Severus that at any point, if you see Jeff starting to just start, like, start messing around, um, I can't remember if I put it here, but there was about 12,000 troops and about 3,000 cavalry for the Romans. Okay. Right? Uh, Soldiers and cavalry. Ah, 15, yeah. So they were there fighting... The, I should have mentioned this at the beginning. This whole campaign was against the Alamanni. Mm. So we mentioned the Alamanni in the past. Uh, they've been with us right since the beginning. Um, and yeah. Uh, the leader was a man named Knoomador. Oh, that's a name. Uh, you can see here. How would you pronounce that? Uh, Snodmar? Snogmar. We're going to call him... Snodomar? We're going to call him Mar. Ah, right. <laughs> oh... <laughs> Domar. Domar. We'll call him Domar. Domar. All right. Jeff was told that he was going to lead the first charge in the battle. And, like, legitimately, just, like, even if Jeff was, like, not under orders to, like, sabotage everything he did, that just feels like a stupid choice. Because it's, like, he's, he's, like, trained in a bow and arrow, and he's not really, like, the front lines type. But that's also not your choice. As a Roman citizen and a roman politician it was your duty to the state to lead armies it didn't matter how good you are what you were good with Mm. it was your duty to lead armies if you were Mm. in the senate okay right julian's the one who appointed jeff to lead this first under severus just in case okay right oh i see julia or julian had severus in the army with jeff yeah and severus was to take over if jeff was fucking up okay now, Jeff was horrified yeah, by enough. this. He was more of a bookish type than anything, and he did not have any want to be on the front lines. Yeah. But he also realized that he had to do it. Mm-hmm. So he led the charge, and the battle began. His cavalry uh, and Severus's were separate, separated, where Severus had the bulk of the cavalry, and, and Jeff had a bit of a, like a shock force mm. right? that, would, that would kind of hit and then run away. Yeah, fucking. Right, just he had try class to class seven special yeah. operations. That's a trails reference exactly. for all, none of you out there. He, uh, as he moved forward, he saw the angry hordes of Alamanni staring at him, <laughs> and he, his Dipped. heart was racing. Yeah. And as he got closer and closer and closer, Jeff realized he couldn't do this. Yeah. And he turned his own cow, his own one horse around. And fled the battlefield. <laughs> His unit of Cav, also nervous because they don't know what their captain just saw. Mm. So his group ran away with him. Fair enough. With that, Julian's cavalry was halved. 
<laughs> but luckily, a man named Valentinian. He was a commander in uh, in Jeff's uh, little section of army. Does he become a saint later? Valentinian? No. Okay. But he is a future emperor. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. But right now he's not that big. I just thought of February fourteenth. No, no, no. Uh, nothing to do with that. Saint Valentine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is an, uh, Val- Valentinian is known as Valentinian the Great, but okay. he's one of the greats that is like you rarely hear it. But on certain websites, you see him referred to as Valentinian the Great, and so like oh. one or two sources, he's also Valentinian was able to rally some of the cavalry that fled and met back up with Severus. Um, this battle ended up being a stunning victory for Julian. Let's go. This is his highest moment of his career. He killed over 8,000 of the Alamanni, and he- With his own blade. Well, might as well have been, because he only only lost 243 men in that entire battle. Christ. Yeah. This was a stunning victory. How many people were on the Aluminian side? Uh, it was, it's un, like when I checked, it's undisclosed. We just know that it was significantly more. So I'm guessing around 30,000. Okay. So it was like 12,000 yeah. versus 30,000. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's still stunning. That's still, victory. that's still yeah. crazy. Don't get me wrong. Jeff was finished. He uh, had lost to Julian politically. Yeah. Completely. He tried as much as he could. He failed as much, if not worse than Marcellus did. Hmm. He went back to Julian in shame and bowed down to him and, uh, and begged for forgiveness. Ooh. Completely giving up to Julian. Julian forced Jeff and the cavalry who, who fled to wear dresses for an entire week. Also, Julian was sexist, I see. Yeah. Well, this Time is, to this have is him argu- canceled. This is arguably where you people could argue that Jeff found Oh, is that Jeff? Jeff found that his kink. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff would not attempt to politically fight Julian in the open again. Mm, in the open, I noticed. Yeah. Jeff fell into line and would eventually, over the next few months, prove himself a bit more loyal and joined Julian's inner circle. Mm. But some people say that this is as an example from Julian. Uh, saying, yeah. listen... I am on everyone's side. I don't care if you don't like me. You need to work with me. We can do this together. Look, this is one of my political enemies that I'm inviting to be in my circle because I want us to be unified over here. Hmm. Right? Yeah. Honestly, Julian seems like a pretty pre- pretty solid politically. Yeah. He is most he's a lot of people's favorite Roman emperor. Okay. The okay. podcast hates him, and we will get into those reasons soon. <laughs> Because most people, when they think of Julian, they only think of this and mm. not about his colossal failures later on in his rule, uh, okay. um, which totally overshadowed this. Oh. Um, but right now, especially, he, he had good ideals, good. it seems. Yeah. And, and he, yeah. But uh, this was a message to Constantius, like him getting Jeff on side. Yes. Right? Yeah. Things weren't well in the Empire, though. Oh. Constantius was becoming upset that Julian was becoming more and more popular in Gaul. Constantius' attempts to undermine him failed. Marcellus failed. Jeff was completely embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And Barbatio was forced to flee. Mm-hmm. Right? 
back to Constantius, where Barbaccio was then killed a few weeks, a few months later yeah, yeah. by Constantius. Oops. Constantius liked a bit of killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no more family members left. What's he going to do? Constantius ordered that Julian send 7,000 troops to help in the east. Now, Julian made promises to his troops at the beginning of his campaign. Because mm-hmm. they were all from France and Gaul and, 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 and the, yeah, the area, yeah. right? And yeah, he yeah. said to them, I will not force you to go to the other side of the empire and fight a battle a million miles away from home. Right? Cool. And with this, um, all of his troops loved him for it. So mm-hmm. when this came in, the troops were near mutinous. No, and, I fair. Yeah, and Julian... Uh, in January of 360, headed to a small town in Gaul. Uh, it got created about 50 years earlier. Um, the name of the city is called Paris. Oh. Right? <laughs> so they went to Paris, and in this city, Julian talked to his soldiers. Yeah, using the natural landmark of the large radio tower there, he was able to broadcast yeah. it exactly. the empire. Well, exactly, right? He looked over, he, um, you know that, that, that place where everyone stands? Mm, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even, like, Hitler stands there? Like, yeah, yeah, like, And yeah. then all the tourists and Hitler stand there? Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. major figure in the world always goes to that spot? Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't think there's a spot on the planet that has had more notoriety, like, more Like, you can't carve standing. out a one-by-one one meter <laughs> square that has had more, like, notoriety? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, there was a meeting. After he met with his soldiers and told them that he would fight for them if they came with him to fight for their, their like, freedom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then that night he went in and had a meeting with Jeff, Euthurius, Severus, Salutis. Uh, by this point, maybe Valentinian's with them for that heroics he'd done. And the next day, Jeff and Euthurius went out to the crowd and hailed Julian as emperor. Ah. revolting against Constantius. Okay. Julian headed east. And Constantius, about a year and a half later, as Julian was reaching Constantinople, was able to finally wrap up things with Sharpur for a bit. Mm. Again, they separated. They both had things to deal with. Uh, they basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I, I, my theory is that Constantius and, Sh- and Sharpur were lovers. Yeah, that, I was going to say. You know, like, they, they were... They, yeah. They, were, uh, they were kismesis, yeah. to use the uh, quadrant term. Yeah. About a year and a half later, Constant- uh, Constantius was heading towards Julian, and it was only a matter of time until they met. Mm. <coughs> Constantius said. Uh. <laughs> Weeks later, it was clear Constantius he got vaccinated. On, was on his deathbed. Oh. Julian wondered what happened next. Not of old heard... age, right? He's like 30-something. Who? Constantius? No, uh, maybe because this has all happened in pretty close time periods. Yeah, yeah. Constantius did rule around 26 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like... So he... And he became emperor when he was about 17. So he's in his late 40s. Late 40s, okay. Yeah, so he ruled quite a bit. He is one of the longest ruling emperors as well. Okay, okay. Julian heard that Constantius would name his successor. Mm. His last living relative... And they dusted off that, that, that family tree. Oh, God. And, and they were like, Constantius, there's nobody <laughs> <He> left. <laughs> we have nobody. Well, there's They're Julian. They're all dead. 
Constantius decided that the only thing he can do was name Julian his successor. Ooh. And with that, in a second, Julian went from being a usurper to being the rightful heir and successor to Constantius. Now, why did he do this? I know, I'm trying to think, because, like, he goes from the usurper rebelling against Constantius to, like, the rightful heir, but he already showed that he was rebelling, yeah. and only by happenstance he ended up being the successor. So, like, at least thinking about it initially, it feels like it wouldn't really affect him as far as his troops and that goes. It would only serve to, like, garner favor in the East. Yeah. Um for him and just to kind of be like a more peaceful transition of power. Yeah. Constantius realized that although he was very paranoid and very cautious of who he gave power, he was about to die. He didn't need to be jealous anymore. Yeah. So, and he realized that he Julian... He experienced ego death right yeah, before well, death. Well, he also realized that Julian is... A, he's, he did a good job. Yeah. Right? So he could name a successor and plunge everything into chaos, but he didn't. He realized that he wanted at least a Constantinian to be on the throne. Yeah. And so he did. Huh. Yeah. Damn. I will say, Julian That's... is also a... a, um, a So Constantius, J Constantine the Great's father, mm. Constantius, like Tetrarchy Constantius, with oh, Diocletian, okay. Constantius, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maximian, yep, Clarius. Yep. He had Constantine, and then he also had other sons with other women. Okay. And... That son, so Constantine the Great's uh, other son, brother-in-law. Yes, this is Julian is his son. Okay, so he's he is Constantine's nephew. Yes, right. That that just to tie you in where how Julian ties into. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Constantine. I think I was following that. Like, yeah. okay. Now, in three sixty one, and Julian Yo, is Xbox. now yeah, <laughs> Julian. Uh, I'll explain his views on religion. Mm. Julian hated the image that Diocletian and Constantine had tried to garner. Oh, yeah, wasn't he pagan? He was. Yeah, yeah. And he also hated this this emperors being seen as divine thing that everyone's been doing recently. Yeah, fair enough. Right? He thought that he wanted it to go back to more of the way of Augustus and Marcus Aurelius. I the feel like first that's not going to go over well among in this Christian equals. empire. Yeah. Well. <laughs> now. At this time, uh, yeah. So he wanted, he wanted to reel back on the Christian thing, right? Mm. He he just thought. So he started introducing laws that were kind of anti-Christian. Okay. And starting to teach more pagan things in school as well. Oh, right? I feel like this is going to end poorly for him. At this time, the empire had Valerian. You know, Valerian, our our friendly hat stand. Emperor. Yes. 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 So to just loop you into how everything has gone where valerian lost and sharpur one had him right so this is our old favorite our old friend yes, sharpur yes. Uh, the challenge yeah. yeah yeah now this is sharpur second that we're on yes both of them actually are called sharpur the great okay yeah. yeah um and then it changed hands when um galerius fought Narses under Diocletian. Yes. During the Tetrarchy. We didn't go into it because Jeff wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And then it's been going back and forth with Constantius ever since. 
Oh, and yeah, now they keep meeting yeah. up, fucking fighting, and leaving. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the Romans, and now because of all this, the Romans have Valeria, not yes. not the Persians. Sorry. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But it's always like you have to bring Valerian on every campaign. Yeah, right? yeah. He is he is the guy you bring on every campaign. And Julian decided that he was going to go east and deal with the Persians. Once and for all, for out. the fucking twelfth time. Yeah. Well, he was going to kick them while they were down, right? Because Constantius did a bit of a number on them, and he was going to do what Constantius couldn't do and defeat the Persians. No, you're not. Julian headed into Persia with 76,364 men. Jeff and Salutius went along with him. Mm. That number is created because we weren't sure. Rob from Totalis Rankium had two numbers. <laughs> one of them was in 50,000 and the other one was in 90,000. Yeah. So he decided to try and go straight to the middle. Uh. And so he gave that exact number, which is why I, he yeah, is, he is my main source, not Roman history. Yeah, yeah. So that is how many As it should went. be. Jeff and Salutis went along. At this time, he met two other officers, a man named Procopius, who had tenuous links to the, the uh, um, Constantinian dynasty, Okay. Uh, if you draw a dotted line, he's like a distant cousin, second removed to Julian. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like <laughs> he is like technically, you could argue if you squint really hard and draw a dotted line at the bottom. Of hey, the that's page. the Constantine way. <laughs> you could say he's the most Constantinian. Yeah. Um, Jeff. Uh, so he met two people: Procopius and Sebastianus. So we're gonna call him Sebastian. Yeah. That's how he would have. Sebi. Yeah, Sebi. Jeff began to get along well with Procopius and began to feel more comfortable once and for all with himself again. Mm. He was starting to be able to build up his own confidence after his colossal defeat. Yeah. Right? Took, took a bit of therapy, yeah. took some time to himself, you know. At this stage, Jeff arrives in the east with the army and hears that his brother is in the camp. Oh, shit. And so they meet each other. Damn. For the first time. Yeah, fuck. Jeff met his younger half-brother at this time, and it was the first time they ever saw each other, and they realized that they didn't really have much in common. Yeah. They're just different people. They have different ways they view the world, and as much as it was nice, both of them were pretty okay with just, like, not being that close, mm. right? And yeah. so they met, and for this entire campaign, not that... It matters much. Yeah. Jeff is a Jeff Ten is a soldier in this war, and Jeff Nine is an officer in this war. Okay, right. And difference between soldier and officer being soldiers front line, officer is leading battles. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Was um, it called officer? What? Uh, yeah, no, like it's a term we can like. That's just like yeah. the so, equivalent. Like, he would have been a general. Okay. So like, there's multiple generals in an army for the most part when you're with the emperors. Yes. Uh, they're just junior officers or junior generals. Gotcha. Right? Cool. Um, so, but they could be like, here, you go there with this army, you go there with this army. They could be trusted to lead their own armies. Yeah, yeah. And right now, Jeff's been learning a lot more about leading. Yeah, yeah. From Julian and from everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, they met and they chatted for a bit and then they parted ways. Euphrates and Tigris rivers. They were the two rivers in Mesopotamia. They are the reason that Mesopotamian societies have been able to thrive since before the Roman societies. Okay. We've had the Babylonian, the Neo-Assyrian, the Assyrian, the Median empires, the Persian empires, all of them coming through this land, all because the, these two rivers 
made it very possible for life to happen here. And these rivers are? In Persia. Persia. Met okay. Mesopotamia. Gotcha. I could actually just show you on the map, actually. It would be quite easy. These are the two rivers down here. Tessaphon, Seleucia, Babylonia. Okay. This river here and this river there are the two rivers. Gotcha. The Tigris and Euphrates. Cool. There I are the, I've heard this before, but I couldn't yeah, tell you. Yeah, they're as famous, if not, like they're slightly less famous than the Nile, and yeah. they're more famous than the Danube and Rhine. Okay, okay. These are like the lifelines of Persia. But both, all these far less famous than uh, Fraser, am I right? Yeah, yeah, Fraser River. What up, what yes, up? Sir. <laughs> uh, when we went camping uh, this weekend, which is why there was no episode, um, the creek that we were on was called Worthless Creek. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And I, I made a joke. No that, societies here. I made a joke that the, the creek just forgot its safe word. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, the best way to get... Because Julian wanted to sack Tessaphon. Mm. Now, the easiest way to do this is to go down the Tigris River. Because it leads basically to Tessaphon. Mm. Right? But Julian realized that Sharpur would... Like, this would be expected. So uh. they actually went more north up to Armenia. And they started at the Euphrates River. And they headed down it. It wasn't the best way to go, and Jeff and Salutius and Procopius and Sebastian all argued with Julian that this is not a smart decision. Yeah. But Julian was adamant, and they went down that anyway. Element of surprise, yeah. I think, something. Like, it, it, at least in my head, it makes sense why he's doing it. Yeah. It's like a more difficult path, but like, well, it's going to be a bit more of a it surprise. It worked, because Sharpur was guarding the Tigris River. Okay. So they were able to just go around Sharpur. Okay, for the most perfect. Part. Yeah. They arrived at Prisarabora. It was a heavily fortified fortress. Jeff and Julian personally led a charge over the wall. Ooh, that's character development. Yeah, <laughs> it is character development. Um, and they completely routed the castle and captured it with ease. At this stage, Julian sent Procopius to Armenia to take it over. Because at this stage, it was, uh, it was controlled by the Persians. Uh, Julian got Jeff and Sebastian to take five boats over the Tigris River. Uh, sorry, at this stage, once they took over the fort, they met where the Tigris and Euphrates meet, so now they're going on to the Tigris River. Gotcha. Sorry, I should have said that earlier. It's all good. Um, so they, so Jeff told, uh, Julian told Jeff and Sebastian to take five boats over the Tigris to capture the river bank, and Jeff, so that it would be unable easy... to forget his old ways, held a torch to the boat, <laughs> and then they slapped. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, then they, they decided. Well, Sebastian and Jeff argued about how bad of an idea this was. Fucking Metal Gear Four. If 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 Sharpur, who is in the area, attacks us while we are going over this river, we will We're be screwed, right? Um. Uh, I should should be said that Julian also burned all of the crops in the area to try Ooh. and starve out the the Persians. Hmm. Okay. And he also destroyed a dam that was really important for the Persians. Okay. Yes. So he's like... But the Persians took care of this dam really well for a reason. Mm. Right? And we'll get into that in a bit. Um, by the way... If you can't tell, things are about to go seriously wrong. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I feel like this is a trend with 
I'm gonna just clean up the Persians real quick. Yeah. Here. <laughs> um, but it was but the decision was made. Eventually, they were able to get their boats and their army over the river. Hmm. Where Julian said that we should burn all the boats. <laughs> well, because it, it'll do two things. First of all, it'll help the men not worry because we're not going to go back this way. We're yeah. going to go around so that we don't have to. And there's a more narrow river yeah, crossing yeah. that we're going to use. These boats will only slow us down. And if we leave them, the Persians will take them. And Jeff, unable to forget his own ways, hopped back in the boat and started sailing back. <laughs> nope, they burned the boats. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Julian, turning to Jeff, said, you know what to do. Yep, and Jeff, <laughs> in a really cool way, threw the torch backwards and it landed on the ground like about 40 fucking, feet away from the boat. It's the Chariot of Fire music video or whatever. <laughs> anyway. Eventually, once they were over, they made their way to Tessaphon. Uh, yeah, the Tessaphonians, they, uh, they added some more defenses to the wall. They were tired of being sacked every two minutes like they were in the fucking... <laughs> uh, in the uh, crisis of the third century, right? I mean, hey, adapt, you know, yeah. what can I say? According to Ammianus Marcellinus, who is our main That's source at the time, uh, he was a Roman soldier who eventually retired and became a historian. Okay. Uh, very, he's a really, really good source. Bias, yes. Not as bad as, like, some of them that we have at the moment. All sources are going to be Because biased. of him, we have so much information for, like, this time. Okay. Which is super nice. Yeah, yeah. Um... Julian fought a small battle outside the city of Tessaphon, where only, sorry, where 2,500 men were killed on mm. the Persian side, and only 70 men were killed on the Roman side. Christ. Yeah, now this is, Julian is still doing His good. His fucking KDA ratio must be off the charts. It is, for now, it's, it is, yeah. Oh, no. Despite this, everything begins to go wrong. Oh, no. In 363... Julian couldn't capture Tessaphon. It's just the city was too well fortified, and they spent almost a year attempting to capture the city. Oh, shit. Okay. And was forced to flee. Julian's power was slowly weakening. Mm. And Julian and Jeff, sorry, was waiting for his opportunity. Oh, shit. Because he had not forgotten. Yeah. Oh. Oh, damn. Julian attempted to flee, but Sharpur was ready. He attacked, as the column of troops was going, he attacked Julian's forces from the back. And no one likes to be attacked from the back. Fair. Yeah. Not suddenly, at least. Yeah. With consent. Exactly. This was not consensual. Oh. Sharpur went oh. right for the back. We're canceling Sharpur. Exactly. Then he went and attacked the front at the same time, but oh my slightly God. after. Sharpur. Then the middle. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I feel like our metaphor is falling apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, these quick attacks, although not deadly to the Romans, caused a lot of confusion. Mm. Because all throughout the line, because of the succession of how fast they happened, the front of the line wasn't, didn't know what was happening to the back of the line ah. fast enough. Okay. Because before the front was also... And as the middle line heard that the, 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 the back line was getting attacked and went to reinforce... They also heard that the front line was getting crushed. So they had to separate, and it was very just confusion everywhere. Julian, attempting to fix the situation, left his tent and grabbed his sword. He did not grab his armor, though. Oh, well, bye. 
he was see you for it, it was nice while it lasted hope you have fun <laughs> your final two paragraphs here he jumped onto his horse and rode towards the fighting to rally the troops to go with uh, we don't go with julian though in the background go with jeff hey you see him talking to a mercenary interesting yeah. 61 a mercenary hun have you ever heard of the huns Attila. There was a Hun, Hunnish group that was working for the Romans at this time as mercenaries. Ah. There's no real reason to mention them other than they're the Huns. Eh. And Jeff used them. Okay. He gave them money. Ah. So Jeff was like moderately wealthy at this point. At this stage, because of Constance, he has gained... A fuck ton of money. Almost more wealth than we've ever seen. Okay. And also owns estates all over the Western Empire. Okay. okay. Uh, Rome, he owns so much estates. He owns property. He uh, Estates on estates. On estates on estates. He owns businesses now that that help uh, finance a lot of the things that he does. He's got passive income. Yeah. And he also has basically a permanent 24-7 guard around him. Hmm. Which we haven't seen before. Not bad. Right? Um, he's very ambitious. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, so, he, definitely. And the thing is it, that I like about him is that usually with all the Jeffs, it's been really positive or really negative. Mm-hmm. And with him, it's hard. There's some ups and downs. Because his highs are, are getting there and his lows are down. Yeah. Right? Like, like, and that's why it's going to be confusing later on for me. Right? Ah. And it's why that like when I was doing the research, I was like, wow, I don't remember him being this like... Like failing this much. Yeah, yeah. But it also adds to the story, I think. Yeah, no, totally. Julian ran into the thick of the battle and drove off Persians as they 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 were they were coming in. He had a purple cloak around him to show that he was the uh Emperor. emperor, And he was leading and just killing people. And out of nowhere, a spear was thrown Uh, by a random Hunnic soldier. Uh. And it pierced it, it, some people call it the spear of destiny. <laughs> cool. And it's because people argue that if Julian didn't die, only two years into his reign, we'd be living arguably in more of a pagan society today. I believe it. Because yeah, he, he, he was, if he ruled like 30 years like Constantine did, it's very likely that we would have been able to see a regression back into paganism. Hmm. Right? Now, it's not, I'm not saying that would have happened. I'm just saying it was yeah, possible. Yeah. No, I, right? so I believe it. A lot of people saying this is the spear that is the final death blow to paganism mm. in terms of it being a world religion. Again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Not yet, of course. The empire is still about well, 75 to 25 pagan. And I'm sure none of those people took a TikTok into account. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Julian was thrown off of his horse as it lodged into his stomach. Mm. Julian was rushed to the emergency tent, but it was too late. A day later, word came in, Julian was dead. With no named successor, right? No. By this point, the Persians retreated and the Romans set up a defensive camp on this road, Mm. right? Cries throughout the camp rang out, Julian was dead, Julian was dead. It is said that the soldiers wept for this. Oh. But Jeff just grinned to himself, <laughs> wiping his hands and nodding at the Hunnish man who did it. Ah. Jeff, Sebastian, and Salutius gathered in a tent. 
they tried to come up with the next emperor. They were the ones that were in charge, mm. right? Like they were the most famous people in the army. Salutius was offered the job first, but refused, saying he was too old and frail to lead the Romans out of this situation. Damn, honorable. <laughs> I like to think that he was like 25. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that rules actually. <laughs> No, no, I am merely a 26-year-old man. I cannot... I'm getting up there in years, everybody. <laughs> I'm 23. Um, so they both, Sebastian and Salutius, looked at Jeffianus. Oh, or Jeffian? Well, they're all, all of they're their Jeff- names are Jeffianus. Oh, okay. The dynasty, like, it, it's kind of like Oh, yeah, because you were saying, like, the dynasty was kind yeah, of weird. Yeah, it's kind of like the Romans, where they would have always seen themselves as Jeffianus family. Gotcha. Always, throughout the whole thing. But just thing. for our sake. But for our sake, Jeffy, and it's also... As the Greek, I'm not saying this is real at all, but this Jeffianus is the Latin, Jeffy the Greek. Uh, and then when we get into more of the Italian, that's the Jeffio dynasty. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, or the, the Venice dynasty, yes, right? Yes. So it is... No, uh, fair enough. Yeah. It's just to make it easier. No, that makes right? sense. Right, but his name would have been Jeffianus. Jeffianus, gotcha, But gotcha. they would have called him Jeff. That's okay. short, for sure. Cool, cool. Um, it was looking like Jeffianus would be chosen for this task. Oh. Until oh. a word rang out. Oh. Jovian for emperor. Jovian for emperor. Who the fuck? Is what everybody said. Well, they were all like, oh, that really cool Jovian in the army. He's like a cool officer. He like throws his sword up all the time and catches it. And, oh, and he's like, he, Jovian like, for you, emperor. Like, Let's you, go. Like, you could like throw fruits up to him and he could just cut them in the air. You oh, know, like the fir- ninja. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Well, very quickly they realized that, no, it wasn't that cool Jovian. It was the other Jovian. Oh. And they were all like, who? Who? Remember, remember, um, Jovian's dad, Jovian. He was, uh, he was part of a jazz band, we believe, and he was a leader of the Excubitors. He was, it was jo- Jovian and the Excubitors. Who the fuck? It wasn't a jazz band. It just sounds like one. I know. <laughs> and uh, they're like, oh yeah, so the old, so the, the the son of the leader of the Excubitors. They were a guard, a famous okay. guard. Okay. 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 Um, how? Jeff and the other two men run out, and then it wasn't long before Jeff heard word that with the soldiers hearing of Jovian's death, a friend of Jovian, a man named Jeff Ten, had declared out loud that Jovian should be the emperor. Ooh. Not realizing. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff was annoyed, to say the least. Eh, he went to his brother, and they got into more. an argument, saying, you bloody idiot, I was about to be declared the Roman emperor until you fucked this up for me. Jesus. But after the, like, the wait period went off, the, like, the honeymoon period went off, Jeff Nine realized that, you know what, maybe this is a good thing. Eh, because you probably would have been killed. In perspective, they are in the middle of Persian forces. Yeah. They just ran out of food. Oh. They have no way to get back. They have no way to get back because a certain idiot decided to burn all the boats. <laughs> Oops. And they have no food because they can no longer get Harkening food back from to Jeff the land. One. They can Let's no, go. Yeah, well, they can no longer get Oh, yeah, because they scorched earth, because but the wrong way. Earth. And they now had water going up to their ankles. Oh. Because the dam, Global warming. the dam that they decided to destroy flooded everything in oh the my area. God. And Julian was dead and did not have to deal with the backlash. 
of all of the shit that he just caused. Oh, that's fucking funny. Since, so, Jovian was indeed made the emperor. Jeff, very close, very, like, very quickly cozied himself up to Jovian and, and started supporting him and telling him and saying that you, you will do great. You can do this. If anyone can do this, it's you. I've heard of you. Everyone else is saying something about the other Jovian. You're the Jovian I know. Yeah. All right? You know, I bet you could do even cooler sword flips. Yeah, like, I bet you can, like, you know, I, you know, I could bet, you know. And yeah, I, yeah. And you do something, that's for sure. So true. Um, so, Jeff began to think that, you know what, like, being the emperor is good, but they all seem to be dying very quickly recently. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh... So what if I become the power behind the throne? Ah, I go. use the puppet. The, the, the that emperors. one normally lasts a few emperors. I use the emperor and control him. And, and Jeff I, is I'll like be the puppet master here. Twenty-eight. This is around three sixty-three. He was born in uh, three twenty-five. Twenty-five. Oh, okay. So he's like late thirties. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, like we're getting a lot of information with him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. While they packed up camp, it was attacked ruthlessly. Oh. Yeah. And um. A Persian force of cavalry slammed through the defenses of the camp and rushed into the Roman camp through everybody. Oh. And as these cavalry were coming, Roman soldiers were attacking them and killing them. But So there was less and less cavalry going, but it was very clear where they were headed, mm. to Jovian's tent, the imperial uh, tent. Okay. And as... You, as these, these forces are going forward and forward and they're dying, eventually it gets to a stage where there's only three cavalry left. Fuck. And one of them goes down, another one goes down, and there's one left. And he's about 30 meters away from Jovian, who has now came out of his tent and looking horrified. <laughs> Jeff, looking at this man, acts quickly and takes out his bow and arrow. Oh! Oh shit! The last cavalryman who it hits, the cavalryman falls off the horse and slides to about a foot in front of Jovian's feet. Oh. And Jeff stood in front of Jovian looking around. Cool. Yeah! <laughs> cool. That's definitely his coolest story. That's right. Fuck it. Those bow lessons paid off, motherfucker. Exactly. This, obviously. Made Jovian very happy. He's not dead. Yeah, nice. Fair enough. And so he good give, first impression. Yeah, and so he offered uh, for Jeff to be his right hand man. Damn, that was quick. Right. Yeah, if I can speed ran that exactly. Yeah, but he was already like close to Julian, but now he is the right hand man. Yeah. Right, Salutis and Sebastianus and 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 uh, Procopius were all closer to Julian, and Julian was always wary of Jeff. Yes, but yeah. like they 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 didn't have a friendship, but. They had an understanding. They had like a business relationship. Yeah, right? And it worked for a few years. Yeah, yeah. The Romans fled for their lives. And eventually, they were able to sue for peace against Sharpur. They were broken, starving, and demoralized. But Sharpur said he was not going to help them leave. They can get out themselves. Ooh. And so the Romans were resorted to killing Ran all of their back? horses... 
They eventually were able to build makeshift boats. <laughs> Some stories say that they used the carcasses of their horses That's to get over metal as hell of the water. <laughs> right? Some troops tried to cross the river in their armor and they drowned. They just didn't have enough time. And you think right? they'd realize pretty quickly. Fuck. Um and um as they were trying to get back to the empire they were starving slowly to death. They were only about 80 miles away from Rome, the Roman territory, and oh. they had no food at all. Uh. And there are sources that say they led, got led to cannibalism at this time. Um, we don't know. There's also some sources that say they got lucky and found uh, like, like a merchant thing of like camels and shit, and they just killed them and used mm -hmm. their water for them, right? But for the most part, thousands of men died just, just trying cannibal. to get back. <laughs> well, Jeff would have still been like, as much as he was probably still hungry, the officers were still eating. Oh, right. I, okay, okay. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> so they Jeff, had food. Jeff ten, like they had a little bit, but it's also in like their opinion. Well, there's less people that can rule the empire than there is soldiers, so they need to be alive, yeah. as the aristocracy often thinks. We're gonna we're gonna call Jeff Ten Jeff the Cannibal. Okay, yeah, because he actually probably would have. Yeah, so we'll yeah, yeah. we'll add him. We'll cool, make you cool, know cool. we'll add to the story that he's a cannibal. Good stuff. Um, Jeff was hated by sorry Jovian was hated by the Romans who saw his retreat and peace with Sharpur as weak and cowardly. Mm. Completely ignoring the fact that what else are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> die. Jovian tried to push through this and eventually got into the empire and started to rule. In January of 364, he gifts Jeff two legions, mm. his own personal legions. And uh, because of his valor and protection of the empire. Yeah. Jeff had become less afraid of conflicts and battles recently. Ah. He had began to organize his legions. When? Began to unionize. Procopia showed up. Oh, no. Where the hell were you? Yeah, what the fuck? Where the hell were you? And Procopius was like, ah, hey, oh, oh, I, missed, I, thought I, you said, I thought you said to meet in Antioch. Oh, damn. My bad. Shit, man. Sorry, Sorry. dude. Jovian, Next time, though, I got you. Jovian was pissed. Yeah, fair enough. Procopius, although, did ask if he could bring the ashes of his second cousin three times removed to the city of Tarsus. It's a city where Julian Julian spent a lot of his time, and he mm. loved the city of Tarsus. Oh, Julian so, was the second cousin, yeah. three times removed. Okay, no, no, Procopius was of Julian. But there, but if Julian is that, then Procopius is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Julian. you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but and Jovian said yes, and so Procopius then brought into Tarsus and and um, brought the ashes of Julian there and let him rest there, and then went back to Antioch, mm. and and had like a pretty. He, he, like, retired. Yeah, yeah. He was like, you know what? That last battle took a lot out of me, guys. In Antioch. I gotta Although, settle down. <laughs> a few months later, when Jeff and Jovian made it to the city of the Dastana, a few miles away from Constantinople, in the province of Bithynia, Jovian dies. Oh. Rather, um, he died from, uh, uh, inhaling too much uh, paint smell or mold 
Oh. Or, uh, like, <laughs> he died in, like, a really, sh- like, really boring, yeah, what's sad way. I think it was something, like, something in the air. Like, you know, what's the uh, thing? You breathe and breathe out. Uh, you breathe out. Like, you breathe in oxygen, you breathe out. Uh, carbon yeah, monoxide. Yeah, something like carbon monoxide in the room he was in. And mold and, and a mixture of things in the Damn. room he killed him. It's kind of a oh, yeah. Wow, like they put like so the drywall boring. up and didn't let it sit long enough, and then he went in there and he <laughs> died of the fucking yeah. Uh, within weeks, Jeff. Uh, um, what did I even say in this? <laughs> died of drywall poisoning. <laughs> yeah, within weeks, a man that Jeff worked with under Julian was elected emperor. A man named Valentinian. Oh shit. Jeff was incensed by this. He was by far better to, suited to rule this empire. And he should have been the one to choose the emperor. Not, who is this Valentinian? What? He was an officer in Britain once. And his father, wasn't his father a traitor or something? Ooh. Like, what, what, why is he the emperor? This is when Jeff decided who he was going to to choose to be emperor. Oh. A man named Procopius. <laughs> oh, shit. Procopius was in retirement right now. Yeah, uh, hold on. Yeah. Almost instantaneously, instantly, you could say, <laughs> yeah. Valentinian elected his younger brother Valens to co-emperor. Mm. And Valentinian took the west, the poorer side, and he gave his younger brother the east. Because we finally have two brothers who, and hear me out here, they like each other. No, sure. They're, they're actually, no, no, they no. actually don't mind being I, in each other's presence. There's no way. They get along. No, no. That's fucked up. That's that fucked is crazy. Up. Can you imagine having like a sibling that like you don't want to kill at all times? <laughs> I don't, you know, like it's just like, <laughs> so, um, Valens sent word that Procopius was to be arrested in the retaliation of Procopius Declaring himself emperor briefly. Kind of feel bad a few, for the dude. A few, mu- a few years earlier. Mm. Because Julian gave Procopius a purple robe oh. when he went to Armenia and said, if anything happens to me, it's you. Okay. You're the guy. Right? But then he disappeared off the face of the earth. Right? He pulled so, the succession. Just, yeah. It, it's you. Yeah. Well, after uh, a while, Procopius heard that Valens sent word that he was to be arrested and executed mm. for having... These, 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 uh, this, you have to, you're going to be emperor, uh, thing thrown at him. We can't have someone who could be emperor around when a new dynasty wants to be started, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when this guy's part of the, kind of vaguely part of the Constantinian dynasty, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> if you squint hard, turn it off to the sunlight. At this stage, Procopius fled to the Black Sea. And Jeff declared for Procopius. Hmm. Interesting. He went to Constantinople and placed his army outside of the gates. Because Valens wasn't there yet. And Procopius isn't there? No. Procopius isn't there yet. Jeff went to Constantinople. Yeah, yeah. Procopius just kind of fucked off. He surrounded Constantinople and captured the city Hmm. for himself. (laughs) And put himself in charge briefly. Hmm. And then he sent a letter to Procopius to find some way to get to Constantinople now. Yeah. And Procopius, because he's on the Black Sea, was able to do so. Okay. In 365, Jeff was completely un- controlling Constantinople militarily. Damn. Okay. He took over the capital city of the Roman Empire like that. Not bad. 
He sent, um, Procopius agreed to come back, but was still a bit hesitant. He was kind of doubting his own abilities to be emperor, because he realized he wasn't going to be that great. And then Jeff, with, like, his fucking dark cloak pulled in front of his face, like, don't you worry, my pretty. He did say that, because he was able to <laughs> convince Procopius to come over. Jeff stood up in front of Constantinople and said, Valens and Valentinian were usurpers. And if you look at this family tree right here, it clearly says, says in dotted lines, it brushes off the dust. Yeah, the the corner on this tattered, crumpled up map (laughs) of of names. See, Procopius is in a dotted line circled and underlined right here. Right there. Right? Like distant cousin three times removed on the grandfather's side. But hey, what matters (laughs) is that he's related. Exactly. When Procopius arrived in Constantinople, he was declared the rightful emperor, and Jeff, in front of a crowd, put the, th- the crown on his head. Hey. They were now openly revolting against Valens mm. and Valentinian. But they have the capital, so it's like... Yeah. Procopius went out to say a speech. Jeff placed guards all around the square Ooh. of where everyone was. <laughs> and once Procopius was done his speech of why he should be emperor, Jeff's soldiers began, began to meaningfully clap... <laughs> while staring at the civilians it's and fucking... all the civilians started clapping as well it's it's like the, any like half the clips of marco pierre white chopping something he just like looks up from it and was like <laughs> that's exactly what it was <laughs> with with hesitation the crowd claps and cheers the rise of procopius let's go jeff was finally here more like paul copius yeah Copious amounts of pog. (laughs) Jeff was finally here. He was the power behind the throne. There we go. He just had to deal with Valentinian and Valence. Oh, he's going to get killed right now, isn't he? (laughs) Jeff Jeff planned on taking the weaker Valence first, especially since he was already in his territory. He wanted to take Valence out first and then have the whole might of the East to fight Valentinian. Hmm. That was his plan. Logically, it makes sense. Jeff headed to Nicomedia with his army, where he met up with two generals, a man named Gomorarius, who we're going to call Gomo, and a man named Agilianus, who we're going to call Agil. It's the spider from Zelda Ocarina of Time, the forest temple, and then a stat in D&D. Okay, (laughs) sounds good. Fucking Goma (laughs) and Agility. Okay, so Goma and Agility are his two generals, (laughs) all right? And they both had a legion underneath them. So now Jeff's overall type of legion is up to four. Okay. He has now four legions under his control. Mm. With these four legions, Jeff heads to Thrace, which is on the other side of Constantinople, across from Turkey, right? Mm. And was able to take the entire province, defeating whatever forces that were there under Valence. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and then went to the Danube River and also captured part of the Danube River and went a little bit into Dacia, uh, into Dacia as well that was already lost and kicked the shit out of some barbarians. So now that area was kind of disputed from Jeff's army. Okay. Yeah, but it was, and the, the Goths that were there. This is going too well. Yeah. I give him seven more paragraphs. <laughs> Valens was freaking out at this time. He went to his advisors and asked if he should abdicate because he doesn't know if he should if he could win this war. <laughs> and all of his all of his advisors were like, "No, this is totally winnable. We can win this war. You don't need to be this drastic." They rightfully so said he would look horrible if 
you abdicate. Your brother is in charge, and he literally made you, like, you can't just abdicate. Yeah. What would your brother say? So Valens went one step forward and asked if he should kill himself instead. <laughs> and they assured him, <laughs> after taking the knife out of his hand, that I promise you it's the not that bad. The poison out of the other, and then yeah. they removed his, like, cyanide tooth. <laughs> they took the noose from around his neck. Yeah. Dude, stop. Valens was kind of convinced. But Jeff realized that he could turn the people against Valens, right? Mm. So he started uh, arguing that Procopius was an educated philosopher that could speak Greek and Latin and knew how to rule. When Valens was a two-bit barbarian that could only vaguely speak Latin and was only risen to the throne because his brother was a vaguely successful general. Uh, when he did nothing in his life to prove that he could have this job. Damn. And people around in. <laughs> people around Constantinople were starting to agree. And you start seeing that Procopius was being seen as the legitimate emperor and Valens was being seen as the usurper. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, after taking the Danube region, Jeff left his army. He went, led his army back to Constantinople. Mm-hmm where they went into Asia Minor, which is uh, where Nicomedia was. Yes. And he sieged and took the city of Nicomedia, went down the coast of Turkey, and took um, Asia Minor, uh, sieging and taking the city of Ephesus, which is the biggest city on that, uh, the capital city there, okay. and the city of Pergamon, which, although not that big, is still an important city. Okay, okay. After that, went up to the province of Bithynia and also captured that as well. Christ. Yeah. So, at the height, because I hate to say this, this is the height oh. of his power. Well. Not, like, not quite yet, but it, it, this is the height of his... Um, Influence? Expansion. Oh, okay. Now, I'll show you the map of, of this time. I had to edit it a bit. Uh, it's a bit, it's not as good of a map. It's kind of... So, as you can see... Jeff's revolt has taken over all of this red. We'll mm. post this as well. Um, as you can see, Procopius is down there, but it's clearly Jeff leading this revolt. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you can see, Valens is here, and he has from this half down. So Valens' empire is still bigger. Yes. But Jeff Valens was is able purple. To, Valens is purple, and so is Valentinian. Gotcha. So they're both, that's the brothers, yes, yeah. what they have. And the red is the carved out territory. And as you can see, they also went into the Dacia part and carved out some stuff there, but mm. it's disputed with the Goths, mm. right? So this is, and not to mention they also captured the capital and every major city in these areas. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, it's not half bad. No, this is like, most usurpations don't go this well in yeah. general. Um, yeah, and, and as I, you can it was, see- It went so well, it became seen as not usurping. Yeah, Valens is still seen as the usurper right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? So maybe Valen's assertion was actually more successful (laughs) because he had more empire. As you could tell, Jeff's revolt is bigger than the entire kingdom of Armenia. (laughs) It is bigger than every single barbarian faction in the entire map. The only places that are bigger are the Persians Persians and the Romans. Romans. Maybe the Grithungi. The Jathungi? It's like comparable. Yeah, that's comparable. But you should remember with the Jathungi, that was the area that they vaguely worked around uh, this okay. was because there's one guy they were tribal right so this is the areas where you could find them and I they were you. not one united people okay okay right? none of these tribes were one united people not a single one gotcha okay the goths had little groups within them that they were you know yeah yeah so yeah this is jeff's revolt 
and yeah, it's uh, that's not bad. No, it's, that's that's it's okay. Damn good. That is okay. That yeah. Is... Now, Jeff heard that Valens was sending a force to Chalcedon, which is the city on the other side of Constantinople. Okay. So as the Golden Horn, Constantinople's on one side, and then there's that big water thing that goes through, that that attaches the Black Sea to the uh, Mediterranean, mm. and that goes right through Constantinople. On the other side, there's now bridges in Istanbul that go from one side to the other, and Istanbul has fully taken over Chalcedon. Okay. That's how, and so Chalcedon is the city on the other side of the coast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So usually you just need like a half an hour boat ride to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could see them from the coast of each. That's how close they are to each other. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's like fucking Chicago and Toronto. Vaguely, yeah. Sort Except of you can't see Chicago very well from... Eh. Maybe on a clear day with binoculars. There you go. <laughs> That's what matters. What matters is that I'm technically right. Jeff was able to get into the city of Chalcedon before Valens arrived, and Valens set up the city for siege. Mm. Right? Jeff, uh, but after a few days, Valens realized he couldn't take the city, so he decided to retreat. Jeff pressed the opportunity and ran out from behind the walls with his army mm, oh and no. attacked Valens in battle, where he defeated Valens oh? handedly. Oh shit, okay. Yeah. Valens was pushed back, which allowed Jeff to completely consolidate Bithynia and Asia Minor. So he technically got a little more, right? What? With this? Yeah, he was able to... Uh, but it's like a, a city or two. Yeah, well, he... Because Valens attacked as he was getting all that territory. So when he had to retreat, Valens went through his territory. Okay. And that gathered more support. But this caused both those provinces to declare for Jeff and Procopius. Okay. Over Valens. So, Gomo, uh, Goma, uh, Agility, and, and Jeff... <laughs> All that's uh, a triumvirate right there. It is. That is a triumvirate right there. We're able to bring the army to where Valen's location was. When they heard word that Jeff's old friend Salutis was now in charge of Valen's army. Mm. Right? So Jeff was kind of nervous about this, but it was fine. And also one of the ex consuls, a man named Arbuccio. Arbitio. 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 This was his name. Here we go. Um he was also there now, and he was spreading letters around to try and get word to the generals under Jeff and Procopius, which worked. Agility defects oh, and shit. takes an entire legion over to Salutis and Valen's side. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, eventually, the two forces would meet at the city of uh, Thyatra. Th- Thyatra? It's a hard name to say. Whatever it's it is. And um, so Goma and Jeff met... Salutus in battle. The battle lines were drawn, and Jeff noticed a lot of his men were defecting, so he had no choice but to start the battle. The sheer size difference in armies was quite, like, substantial, where Jeff was outnumbered by uh, Salutus. And eventually, after a day of fierce fighting, that Jeff was in uh, in the front lines commanding on a horse. Yeah, yeah. Jeff's forces were routed, yeah. and Jeff fled with his surviving army, while Goma defected with some troops to, uh, uh, against Procopius and Jeff, mm. going to Salutis as well. Uh, Jeff no. and Procopius were on their own. But Jeff was not done. He realized that for once, 
he wasn't going to be able to politically fight his way out of this. He has to go all out just this once. Yeah. But he also realized that he, he, it's not like him to back down, right? Well, his days of hiding from battles and, and hiding from things that scared him were over. He wanted... He, he still thought he could win. Yeah, yeah, He's had setbacks and he's been defeated once, but that's fine. Does, I still have my two legions with me. Does he actually think he can win, or is he it's more Jeff. like... He thinks he could win. Okay. Yeah. And even if he can't win, he's still going to try. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, and there's been better comebacks than this, right? Like, people have had better, uh, like, rises to the throne, right? So it's not like this is completely uncommon. Mm. Right? So it's just very unlikely. Eventually, they met, the, the remaining army that Jeff had met with a force led by Salutis and Valence and Arbitio. At this time, Agility and Goma were both there Ooh. giving uh, plans for what Jeff was doing next. Oh, shit. By this point, Procopius had fled oh. and the battle had started. Jeff attempted to hold back the wave of the Roman troops, but he couldn't. And within a few hours, Jeff's army was completely routed, yeah. and he attempted to flee. But... Keyword attempted. Jeff, uh, Jeff heard very quickly that Procopius was captured. Uh. Jeff, realizing that it was all over, stopped running. He went into his camp. He sat down in his commander tent or the, the general tent of the entire army, oh. sat behind his desk and waited. Oh. A few hours later, Valen's troops stormed the camp and walked into his, his tent. Yeah. Jeff was seized, and he was brought in chains in front of Valen's to be publicly executed. Jeff yelled the whole time that Valen's was a worthless, good-for-nothing man who was beneath the dignity of the office of Augustus. Ooh. Screaming the whole time when he was forced to his knees and yelling whatever the hell he could think of. This is just like RRR. <laughs> As he was yelling, his head was cut off and put on a spike Ooh. next to Procopius in the city of Constantinople. In 366, Jeff Nine was executed by beheading at the age of 41. Damn. Yeah. That's a cool cool Jeff. That's a story. Holy shit. That was fucking great. Uh, Can you see why he's my favorite? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Okay, he was my favorite for a super long time. So when I got to Jeff 19, I was like, wow, I actually think I'm like him better. But I've always had a soft spot for this Jeff. Yeah, yeah. But also, like... There's things that he definitely does wrong and it definitely fails at. And I think, although he's had a lot more successes than the majority of the people that we've done, he also has had a lot more failures. Mm. So we'll see how it goes. No, fair enough. First one. Fightus Jeffianus. Jeffianus. Now, this one is a bit difficult. I, honestly, I don't think so. Okay, well, let's go through it. Yeah, yeah. We'll start at the beginning. He starts his military career with Constance. Yes. Fighting against the Sarmatians, if you can call Bold him. to call that a military yeah. career. Also, he fought some people in Britain. 
And he also was part of the ambush that killed the Roman Emperor Constantine II. Mm. Right? So that's all pretty good there. I, I wouldn't say he's... He was did, really young. He yeah, probably he wasn't like a huge, there. played a huge part in it. Yeah. The next time we hear anything of him, I don't know if we can count this as fighting, but is when he sent his soldiers to kill... Uh, yeah. Well, in the past, we've counted political. Yeah, so maybe that's a political fight. Like, he on, he's going to have a lot of political like, yeah, fighting. He has a lot of both, honestly. Yeah. Like, I'm... Even before you, like, finish the recap, I'm, like, already, like, I don't know, high points. Easy, yeah, simple. no, I, I agree with this, with this round for sure. He, um... Then, uh... Went, and during the battle with Constantius II and Magnentius which is the biggest battle that happens in this episode, he doesn't take part in. Mm. He, he, he skirts it on purpose and just joins the winning side. Yeah. Then he is put with Julian, where he is uh, attempting to mess up Julian's military campaign the entire time and yeah. fails at every single attempt. Well, he, he succeeds, but Julian just happens to be a really good general. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it doesn't matter what they do, Julian's still able to succeed. Yeah, he, he succeeds in, like, slowing him down. Yeah. But I don't know if that's a good thing because this is him slowing down the Romans trying to fight the Alamanni. All because... They don't want him to look that good. So well, he is fighting his own people here, which is not... I wouldn't say that's good. But it's Jeff's success. Well, no, it's its not... I would say there's an argument Jeff he's is not, not fighting Roman. his own people because he's under order from yep. a Roman emperor I to do agree. so. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Then there's his... Probably his lowest moment where running he, away. he runs away as the head of the cavalry, yeah. causing half of the cavalry to rout... And it's only because Julian happens to be really good mm -hmm. that he's even saved from, from this whole thing being a defeat. Yes. But he did flee. He was forced to wear a dress. And because of this, he lost all his, his will to yeah, fight yeah. Julian again. Yeah. So he completely politically lost to Julian. Yes. The only person I would argue he completely lost to. Yeah. No, but that's... It, yeah. But uh, and at the same time, there's a part of me where I'm like... But, like, it, it was fucking Julian. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, af then, after he lost Julian and, and Jeff, they did fight some barbarians in the area. And uh, eventually... Whatever. Cool, yeah. I guess. And then the main thing is the Persian War. Yes. Because Constantius and Julian didn't fight. So the Persian War, they were able to completely fight a Persian army at first, and they won with relatively no casualties. Yeah, God. Then they were able to capture a heavily fortified city, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, a castle in the area. And because of that castle, they were able to launch a successful landing into uh, Persia uh, proper. Mm -hmm. And that's where they sieged Tessaphon, mm. where they did fight a battle outside of Tessaphon that was also a victory. Yes. But all of this is mainly Julian with, with Salutis and, and Jeff helping, yeah. uh, you know. But it's like he wasn't... He may not have been a key to the success, yep. but, like, he was part of the success. Exactly. And without him, it, like, if he just defected and wasn't there, maybe it would have been worse. Yeah. I'm not going to count him killing Julian, because I definitely think that's in the next round. Okay. Uh, because that, like, that death did cause a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, after that, they slink away and they fight 
few battles and lose to Sharpur, as you could, you could tell why he's known as the Great, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's pretty good at just folding the Romans no, whenever they try and come into his territory. Yeah, yeah. That's like, what the fifth time or whatever. <laughs> and it's just him. Like, he's just crushing like, everybody. Ah, Sunday morning. All yeah, right. You gotta crush the Romans today. Ah. I love the smell <laughs> of the Danube in the morning. <laughs> nope, and, uh, Danube's the wrong one. Yeah, Tigris. Nope. Tigris. And Euphrates. Um, and now we get to probably Jeff's shining moment mm. where he does lead a vaguely successful revolt where he's able to capture a good portion. There has been people who have called... When we leave our podcast, I want to show you a picture of what the Roman Empire looks like <laughs> at a certain time, okay? Roman Empire under Michael Eight. Michael. This is the Roman Empire under the uh, under Mike. Oh, I feel like fucking Constantine. I have to squint a little bit. Yeah, it's a bad picture. But <laughs> that is the same size, if not slightly smaller, than Jeff's revolt. Oh, huh. oops. Right? Oops. So Jeff's revolt is bigger than at, at a certain time the Romans will be. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I know it's going to be a long time. I know that's not a lot. But yeah, yeah. this is also one of the most successful... Just to put it in perspective. ...usurpations that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, And again, you could say it worked for a bit for sure yeah yeah it was only until they got the most experienced generals in the empire to, to fight him and like jeff and he was two closest like allies um, defected allies yeah right and were able to like feed information that's what yeah. that's what it took if like any one of those things didn't happen i like i i then i would say like it feels like he would have actually had a chance that's yeah. why i was kind of like yeah did he actually think he could win well Let's go into this beginning part. He was able to capture the city of Constantinople, yeah. which I I, That's cool. I don't want to say that this was like a super difficult thing. They did let him in. So it's mm -hmm. not like he sieged it. Yeah, yeah. But I will say but there's like, only he, that was... twice in history that Constantinople will be sacked. Mm. And that is at the end of our podcast, both times. Oh, okay. One is by the Latins and the Venice, and the second time is by the Ottomans. Okay. And the first time is by Jeff. <laughs> ah. And he didn't sack it. He just took it over. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? Uh, he then took over Thrace, which is, a, and a bit of the Danube region, and mm -hmm. going into Dacia a bit. Then he went over to the Turkey region and took over substantial land there. Mm. Eventually, Valens wised up and attacked him, but Valens lost a siege and then lost in a pitch battle against Jeff. Mm. Right? And then now we see things go downhill when um, Salutis and Jeff's forces meet. Jeff does lose. It's not a bad loss, but it's enough that agility does defect, yeah, yeah. taking a legion away from Jeff. Yeah. Which would have been really useful later yeah, on, right? Fair. Like I said, if any one of those things didn't happen, I, I, then I would have been more on Jeff's side. Yeah. But it's like, you are so beaten down at this oh, sorry. point. That was when Goma... Uh, defected because agility defected oh. because of money. Yeah, okay, right? okay. So, and then the second battle, Procopius fled. Yes. And you had the combined forces of Valens, Goma, uh, Arbicio, Salutis, mm. and Agility all leading this army yeah. against Jeff. Yeah. And Jeff is eventually, his army's crushed. Yeah. And honestly, Procopius fleeing has no percentage chance effect on 
what I think the chances are for Jeff to win. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Well, I, like, as soon as Procopius fled and was captured, Jeff realized his revolt's over. Yeah. Because he wasn't saying he was the emperor. He was saying that Procopius was. So I'm just saying I would have been a better general than him because yeah. I realized it one step before so, him. it is a bit of a mixed bag, but his highs are high. These are the highest highs we've seen, I think. Yeah, and it's it's hard to call it, like, a mixed bag because it feels like so much of it is like and you success. Know what, and you know what's different too? When we say that Jeff six or Jeff seven conquered land, it's their general conquering land and Jeff being with them every step of the way. Yeah, this, this is, is Jeff leading an army by himself, capturing land for himself yeah, and yeah. for his usurpation. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like that is different. We've never had this, nor will we get this very often. Yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like this is what are you thinking? Are like, you going right for 10? I know. that There's a part of me that just wants to do that. Because it's like, yeah. I have like, to admit, this is definitely the most impressive. Like, even even if you're considering, like, oh, it wasn't, like, 100% win rate, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's difficult to expect that or say that's reasonable. And the fact that he's had a, he's had a change. I do believe that he was not a great... He was like... I, I do believe he was a coward at the beginning. Yeah, I, and I, I believe that he overcame that over time. Mm. Right? And with his ambition it growing, he was able to overcome being a coward. Yeah, I think... At least the interpretation I got was... It felt like he was a lot more like self-interested. Yeah. But like the not, whole time. Wi- not willing to delegate yeah. um, there. So it's like when he actually like... And like... He it might have delegates it been, very often either, does he? No, but, like, not even to, like, leading an army. Yeah. Right? So it's, like, when, when Julian maybe, like, realized that, that's why he was able to rout him. Because it's, like, if I put him in charge of an army, he's not going to be able to because he wants, like, more. Yeah. Like, he, he values his life more than these politics. And, and more I than the soldiers and everything. Yeah. Right? Like, yes, he, yes. he's very self-interested. Yes. Okay. And you know what, though? I think I have to go for a 10. Yeah. You know why? Because Jeff, four, and six both have 19, and I am much more impressed with his fighting. Yeah, honestly. He's up there with Jeff, seven, if Jeff, seven did more personal fighting. Like, Jeff, seven spent his entire life fighting, and he did lead troops in battle mm-hmm. against Constantine. Yeah. But this is bigger scale. This guy, this guy did everything. Yeah. He was on the lines, he was leading the armies, and also he was, like, playing politics, I'd say very well. Yeah. Like even when he lost, it was brief. Yeah, and, and he would always win again eventually. And like his losses were to like the juggernauts of like Roman politics. Yeah, right. Like so, it's like you know what? If you're gonna lose to anybody, I get it. Fair enough. Yeah. You know? we, so, and what it took to take you down was fucking five generals, <laughs> two of which were your own. The other three the were like incredibly experienced. The yeah, the Empire. entire like <laughs> Eastern Empire of Rome to take you down. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so I guess we're going for a 20. No, that's a 20. All right, next. Probium idiom. A probium idiom. Now, this one is pretty big, too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Okay, so he did betray his friend who taught him everything, Constantius, sorry, Constans. Were they friends at that point, though? Constans would have thought so, right? Not what I'm asking. (laughs) No, I guess not then. But this whole time, Constans trusted him. Yeah, yeah. Even to the point where you go ahead, I'll go figure things out in the camp. That's just Not called... realizing by that point, Jeff had already betrayed him. 
That's just called good politics. Yeah. But I, but we do get points for killing emperors, and he definitely killed the emperor. Oh, super, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he killed uh, Constance, and he helped a usurpation of Magnentius, right? Uh, but then he eventually betrayed Magnentius, went to Constance. He completely uh, sabotaged Julian, which, yeah. despite it being under orders, still caused a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. he you still went through with it. The boats. Yeah, he he <laughs> still went through with it, and we I think we can say a bit more to that because eventually he defected from that. Yeah, he and just was like, yeah, Julian, you know what, you won, you, fuck you it, you won, yeah, right. Um, eventually he killed Julian, mm -hmm. which is big as well, because that is two emperors that he's killed. Yeah. And something that we have never actually seen before, so I don't know where we want to put it, but he usurped against the empire, which caused a lot of opprobrium around uh, the empire. Yeah. Right? Like, that caused a lot of issues, more than he could have foreseen. And he very successfully usurped against the empire. Yeah. And I don't want to give too much away, but Jeff... Ten's life becomes significantly harder after this stage, yeah. right? And that's not not saying that's they're not fault. close either. So I don't want to blame Jeff Nine for that, yeah, yeah. but it's definitely something maybe to think about. That like he did make it more difficult. I should say he did have a child at some point during then, but don't worry about writing him down. Oh right, because I we don't know. know who his child is. Oh, okay, we don't know who his grandchild is. Oh, we do know who his great grandchild is. Ah, okay, and that is Jeff Fourteen. Okay, so we're not going to get to him for a while. Um, but just know there that was a child somewhere. Yeah, in there. just know he has some people. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So I think the main things is he's killed two Roman emperors, helped a usurpation, and caused a usurpation. Yeah, God. And like, was an usurpation. Well, he was a usurper he, he, himself. He was like the yeah. main dude, Procopius even more than the, the fucking figurehead. empire. He was trying to or the emperor. He was trying to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, like. I'm, it's just he doesn't have much stupidity. That's where I'm thinking. But does does this amount overshadow it's, that? It's it's so much, right? And it's like to me, I guess the 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 idiom is more like like yeah. There's a lot. He causes a lot of issues. Ooh, oh, I did, I did forget something. Yeah, him killing Julian caused them. To have a succession crisis in the middle of enemy territory, mm -hmm. which now I'm not saying Julian would have been able to fix the situation, but it made it significantly difficult because a lot of people in that army refused to, to believe in Jovian, ah. right? So a lot of people had no, like, it, it, it made it a lot harder to get people out because there was no structure anymore. Yes. It was basically everyone running through the desert trying to get home. Yeah, yeah. And I guess what because I'm Because he killed the figurehead in the middle of their campaign. Yeah, and I guess with with idiom, I'm more thinking like, um, with with problem, it's like, were the consequences of your actions like, did they cause strife? Versus idiom, it's like, were the consequences of your actions like stupid, foolish? Yeah, right. So it's like, with him taking the empire or like usurping and whatnot, and killing the empire emperors, like that's a lot of strife. But like something like the killing julian it's like it, was, it, was a, it probably was a bad been, time to yeah do it. it would have been a better time yeah. to do that and also i think i i it's really stupid trying to fight them after that yeah but he, he realized he or was not, dead anyway yeah but like to be fair you're right so i don't know like I think, I think he could have been alive and died of old age somewhere 
Yeah, he. It's just his ambition wouldn't let that happen, right? Like he was mm-hmm. just he had his yeah yeah things he wanted to do. Yeah, so, and I would, yeah, but I would still like chalk that up to like yeah. stupidity at the end of the day. Yeah, right. All right, what are you thinking? I'm like hesitant to give two perfect scores, but it's fucking two emperors. It's also and hard not to usurpation. Yeah, right. Because it like and, and we have to remember that just because they get the highest score doesn't mean they're gonna win. Yeah, yeah. Right, because we're gonna have a lot of Jeffs coming up that yeah. also have very interesting lives. Right, he just has one of the more interesting yeah yeah like and he it's almost like he knows our categories yeah and it's like choosing them specifically for that it's like fuck it's like (laughs) it it almost feels like an eight in opprobrium and like a two in idiom but i'm like that's still a 10 fuck yeah well do you want to give 20 or do we want to give like a 19 because i I don't think we're gonna do any better like i think we can only get equivalent to this like what he pulled off and jeff five got 18.5 yeah and this is more than that yeah fuck right so (laughs) i think i feel like it's another at least it's another 10 i I have to i have to agree as well okay uh it's just there's so much like you can't (laughs) oh shit two usurpations and kill two emperors and this isn't even like (laughs) that's not even diving too much into like the politics of everything that's just like the big actions Okay, successes. successes I think we actually have something here that that is different. I will say he started low, yeah, and was able to work his <laughs> like, way up till the point where he was he controlling the he empire. He probably almost. could have declared himself emperor. Went, you know what? That might be stupid. I'm just going to be the power behind the throne. Yeah, that's and then the continues to keep doing we've it. We've ever seen. Yeah, like holy fuck. He now has property all over. Um, Gaul. Yeah. All over Italy. Yeah. In Constantinople. Yep. <laughs> He's the first one to have land in Constantinople. Fuck. All over the east. And Jeff he has Five is ties. getting mogged. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this guy should have been Jeff the Great. My God. Uh, he's not? No. He's not. <laughs> he fucking is now. He died a traitor. I named the episodes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so, uh, negative is that... He completely because he no, was still there's no alive. negative. You're wrong. Whatever it is you're about <laughs> to say, a lot of his territory and wealth in the West was seized by Valentinian when he usurped. Yeah, so in exchange this was for before, how much land did he usurp? Yeah, but he still failed, mm-hmm. and he still died. Like you still lost. Yeah. Right now, I'm not saying like that outweighs it to more negative. No. I, I Oh no, he got minus two points on his seventy-three <laughs> score. So I guess I'll only give him a ten. Yeah. Um this is the one area where I don't think I can comfortably give him a ten. That's fair. Uh because there are people and again, I, I benefit from knowing yeah, yeah. more successful Jeffs. But this is definitely a big thing. And his political fighting and his way that he was able to It feels like he got this um, branch of the family up to where Jeff Seven was at the, the end. Yeah, like Jeff Seven <laughs> ended the family. Yeah. Like he, he actually speed ran it. Yeah. He actually fucking speed ran the whole thing. He owns land, he has wealth, the name's back. They now, know who Jeffy Anus is because, because of him. And now I know we don't want to go too much in the future, but I think it's because he caused it that we have to account it. Mm. Because of what he did the crisis starts for the Jeff family where the Jeff family is going to have a lot harder of a time. Now, don't get me wrong. He had a hard start, Yeah. but he ended personally better 
but his family is going to struggle for the next few hundred years. But that's a lot of foresight too. Yeah, right? and that's and that feels like I I almost want to say like it wasn't his fault. No, well, because it's like what he did was fucking climb that ladder, regain a whole fuck ton of land, a whole fuck ton of wealth, and was able to like set the family back up. Maybe even like I'd I'd even say higher than yeah. Jeff Seven. Yeah, right. Even higher than Jeff Five. And it's like if if it wasn't able to be maintained, I almost want to put that on like the losses of the the Jeffs who lose it. Yeah. Right. Because it's like I'm sure there's like a level of yeah. Well, like what happened? Okay. His uh, his revolt. Not to give like, too much away, but yeah. Jeff tends still in the army, mm. and because of this. He gets like scorned, yeah, and like his life becomes shit. Like it, it, it's not too much longer after this that he does die as well. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's because of this circumstance. Mm. So he does cause, and we, because we don't have his children, we don't know how it affected them. Yes, which is also something in his favor. Yeah, but maybe shouldn't be. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like I don't, I don't want to give him. Like, negative or positive for what yeah. we don't know. Exactly. So it's like, I... I have my score, though. Fair. I, I'm going to give him a nine. I just, I... I I, I want to give him, like, a ten again. Yeah, that's like totally straight fine. Up. That's I just, totally I can't... Good. There's nothing big enough that he fucks up that I think warrants when he died, any loss. When he died, he was significantly more successful as a, as a person... And with his family than when he was born. Yes. And I think that's what we have to, to and, equivalent to. Yeah, yeah. Right? He was all very successful. And although he did have his negatives at the end, they yeah. don't overshadow anything. And that's why yeah, I'm taking off the one point. Yeah, and I guess like in my head, I'm like, if he gained like 100% of what that family got after that, if that family loses 80% of it, they are still 20 times more successful than they were at the beginning. Yeah. They so were. that's, to me at least, that's why I, I, I think it's just another fucking 10. All right, that is a 19. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He is at 59 points. <laughs> he is in first place. Damn. All right, Tempest. Tempest. He died at 43. This is probably his this weakest This is his friend. weakest score. <laughs> yeah, he died at 43. Yeah. So it's 43 divided by uh, 20, right? Yes. Um, no, 5. No, that's the no 20. Yes, 100. Yes, yes, yes. All right. And that equals 2.15. Ah, uh, lacking. 2.15. Yes, he's like actually tied with uh, Jeff Four. Damn, that's... No, wait, 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 wait. Jeff Four died... He died at 41. Wait, so did he. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, last round. All right. Deathicus. 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 Now, this one's okay. It's he... pretty cool. Like, let's do leading up. He's lost two battles in a row. Yeah. Everyone that was with him at the beginning has betrayed him or fled. Yeah. He sits in his tent in a camp that is deserted and alone. Yeah. The camp is empty. And he's sitting in that tent waiting. And as they walk in, he quietly goes with them. He's and chained. He's chained. 
put onto the ground in front of Valens, who's sitting on an emperor. Still fucking resisting. Still resisting. And as he sees Valens, and as he's Valens sentences him to death, he starts screaming about how Valens is a worthless yeah, man yeah. beneath the dignity of the the the, 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 the title throne. of Augustus. Yeah. 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 Right. And so that is pretty cool. And then he is beheaded while screaming. Yeah. After revolting himself. Yeah, God. So that's pretty good. That's pretty fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking... I literally have the scene from RRR in my head. Really? Except, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking... It's not my favorite. It's really good. I'm thinking eight for me. Yeah. I... Part of me, like, for the meme, wants to say ten again, but <laughs> I... Well, like, I do, like, think I, about it. Because I think, um, fuck, was it Jeff? Seven. It was seven he with the two deaths, with and the one two. of them was in battle. Yeah. That's just, oh, it's still, it's really cool, but I, yeah, like a, like an eight feels right. Yeah. Eight feels right. Yeah. No, uh, okay. So that is, uh, and a 16 divided Give them a one to give everybody else a fighting chance. Divided <laughs> <laughs> by five. Like three point something. Three point two. There we go. Okay, and that is a very round, round. No, it's not a round score, but it's a very good score. Christ. Of forty fifty nine. Ah. ah. It's like a sixty four. Yeah, it's like a sixty four. Damn it! Fucking cleared everybody by at least ten points. Yeah. <laughs> 3.2 is going to be 64.35. Yeah, 64.35 is Jeff Nine's score. Christ. And you know what I'll say? Out of a possible, like, 70, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think he's in the Jefficus family. This also means, because our rounds are not too dissimilar to Totalis Rankium's rounds, mm-hmm. and Basil II is the... Uh, the Byzantine Emperor, he is the emperor that has the highest score out of their entire podcast. Mm. And he's at 58. Oh, shit. So Jeff, we're saying it right now, Jeff 9 is better than their top score. Than every he's single than Roman Aurelian. Emperor. See? Yeah, fuck Aurelian. Uh, three, five, and that only leads us with one question. Does he have it? Gee, I wonder. I wonder. I don't, I just don't think I could bring myself to give it to him. Honestly. Ah, you know, right? It's, uh, you know the the failures were too much, and yeah. uh, no, he's in. He's he's in, and it's not a question. Yeah, and he is like. And I I think he's like contender to like just. Yeah, like I'll win. be honest, I I do really really like Jeff Seven's story, mm. Jeff Five and Jeff Three, and Jeff Three's like end with him killing Pertinax and yeah, selling yeah. the Empire. Very good. Very good. This is just a different story. Yeah, and it's a very interesting story. Yes. and we'll see. We'll, we won't get back to like us discussing these Jeffs. For about a year. Yeah. So when we go back to it, we'll be able to have like an unbiased, untoday lens. And yes, we'll be able to yes. look at all of their lives as they go. And we'll be able to... It's not going to be just me repeating what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a short rundown at the yeah. end. No, no, right? fair enough. Yeah, that is a 64.35. <laughs> so just to, to give you the top three now. Gee, Jeff 3 is in third with 51.35. Oh. Jeff 5 the Great <laughs> is at 53.8. And Jeff 9 the is greatest. at 60, now, 64.35. I will say, the reason I don't think we should give him the Great is because Augustus, Diocletian, and Aurelian are, in my opinion, the t- and Heraclius are the top four best Roman emperors. Mm. 
the next emperors for me are Constantine the Great, Justinian the Great, and uh, Theodosius the Great. Fair. Just because they're the best emperors doesn't mean they deserve the great. Okay. They're the great because of what they do for their family, not because of what they do personally. And okay. I would argue that he's more personal than, 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 than family-wise. Fair, fair. And I would still come back to the point I made earlier about, like, even if with the great title, years later you lose every, 80%. Every single the great monochrome was given to the person after they were dead, mm. depending oh, on how they okay, lived. Okay, okay. Right? So if with the great... We have to attack his legacy as well. Yes. Constantine's the great because he influenced the world. Yeah. Const- Theodosius legalized Christianity in the empire. And weed. Justinian literally wrote our, our laws that we have today and expanded the empire after everything fell apart to almost how it was before the West fell. Mm. Right? These three all have legacies that continue for the rest of time. And yes, they're biased because of Christian sources. Yes. But Jeff would be seen more as a Hadrian figure, where he's done a lot of good, but also some bad that you you can't just give him. Yeah. So that's the only reason I would say he doesn't get the great. Fair. And not to mention, I didn't think he was going to be this impressive when doing my research, because I, I, he was already my favorite. I don't know if he is my favorite no, anymore, fair. but fair I, I do really like him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, he feels like the most textured Jeff. He feels like we know the most about his personality. Yes. Right, yeah. which, is, which has helped him a lot. I think. Yeah, yeah. Especially yep. since we're going to go through a drought of people we don't have personalities on. Now. Yeah, yeah. Because the the last few have have felt like it's like yeah. We as much as we followed their life story, their life story was yeah. just they were involved with this person yeah. and this happened. And he this was not happened. involved with anybody for more than ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jeff the usurper, Jeff yeah. the betrayer. Um. Yeah. So. I think that's it. Lovely. Next week we got his younger brother. Do you have higher hopes? High hopes for him. Do you do you think he's going to be a top scorer? I have lower hopes than this Jeff. But you do hope that he's going to be like somewhat good and stuff. I think it'll it it seems like it'll be decent. Now Jeff Eleven, I could have mentioned in this episode, hmm. but because of time reasons and how much we had to cover, I didn't. Oh, fair enough. Just to you know, I'll leave that for next week. No, I, because I, he is Jeff Ten's son. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes so more I sense. Might as well, mention so, it then. Mention yeah. it then. Um, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then next week we'll be going into Jeff 10, and it's going to be not as long as an episode, so we'll be going into the economy <laughs> as well. Okay. Yeah. Lovely Finally. Lovely. There we go. And then Jeff 11 is going to be a long episode, and then well, we get no... <laughs> the, the next episode might be long, not by virtue of the Jeff, yeah. but by virtue of... Um, <laughs> the economy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Lovely. So, yeah, I think that's everything for us. That is everything. For this um, long episode. Yeah, it's going to be a minute to edit that. <laughs> um, if you've enjoyed listening, I'd appreciate if you subscribed, love to review, all that. Uh, of course, uh, you can listen on a variety of podcatchers, uh, which include, let's see. Spotify? Spotify, Podbean, Apple. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Pocket Cast? Pocket Cast. Think that's... And various other ones. And one day it'll be YouTube. <laughs> if you're listening in the future, it might be there. It's if you're not listening currently. on YouTube right now, from episode one, this you're, will all... You're welcome. You will have heard that we were going to put this on YouTube for the last four episodes. Yeah, yeah. But it'll happen eventually. Yeah, I'm yeah, too yeah. much in a rush. It's all good. It's yeah. all good. It takes, like, so long to render. Yeah, it so does. YouTube's like, oh, hard, God. especially for, like, a still image. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I have to fucking throw a still image with a four-hour <laughs> audio file into a video renderer and then just like leave my computer and hope it doesn't break yeah but uh yeah thanks for listening uh i guess oh 
can follow us on Twitter at Pax Americas Pod, P-A-X-A-M-E-R-I-C-U-S, or you can follow our individual Twitters. Um, mine is at Alsatoric, A-L-S-A-T-O-R-E-C, or... Uh, mine's at uh, B-A Fawcett, F-A-W-C-E-T-T, or you can go and look at the Totalis Groupium. We're all in there, always, and it's super fun. And uh, forgot to mention, I was having problems with Totalis Groupium because the links weren't uh, uh, posting. Yes, yes. So I contacted... Uh, the a podcast that they rank all of the like cowboys and stuff that that we know of. Yeehaw. It's really cool, and they uh, he helped me out, and he fully posted uh, our episode on the group oh, chat, yeah. uh, shouting us out, saying that everyone should go listen to us. So thank hey, you, uh, Eric. Uh, if you ever listen to this, if not, all good. To but, Dallas Cowboy Kiss. Yeah, and then also like I just want to do a special shout out to uh, Jerry Landry of the uh, Presidencies podcast. He's helped us a lot with, with just a various amount of podcasting problems and also has been very supportive on Twitter and uh, Facebook and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's... Yeah. yeah, you do all the social stuff typically. I yeah. sit in my hovel and make <laughs> the editing. I'm going to start start shouting out like forum users who solve <laughs> my weirdly specific problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think, I think that's That is it. everything. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we will uh, we will see you next week. Procopius, come on, man, you could be the emperor. <laughs> <laughs>